Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Belty Black and White, Past and Present. I'm joined tonight by a real living legend, Mr. Russell McBride. How are you, Russ? Great. Well, are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. No problem. I'm looking forward to hearing your stories. I'm sure you've got a few belters for us, have you? Aye, I just need to reel them in a wee bit, maybe tame them a bit. <laughs> okay. Right, a few of Russell's stats. He was a Supporters Club Player of the Year four times. He's played in 23 Cup Finals for the Brock. He was a Players Player of the Year four times. Supporters Club Player of the Year once. I think I got it ruined the wrong way, sorry guys. He was also the Sunday Post Player of the Year. He played 583 games for the Brock with a total of 95 goals. You must have been a busy boy in your day, Russ. Quite busy, aye. Aye, because I was playing football, so I did. So far, did football start for you? Um, I started at school because there was a couple of boys that played probably in the primary school team before I did because I never really had much of a, yeah, I had much of an interest in football, but I hadn't really started as such. And I mean, one of the boys just getting in the team at a quite a young age and then coming through and they saying he was bragging about it. He was just, he was chuffed he was in the team. So I thought, nah, I need to get into this football, carry on and answer. Um, and he was he was a really good player and I played with him for a while. Kevin Paul, that was his name. Okay. And uh, I was a good good football player, Kevin, both fit, like right or left fit, no bother. And I just thought, no, nah, I need to start playing as football, carry on. So that's what it started at school and then for there I got to the boys' club with Martin Buchan. Was that Link Up or something? No, Frisbane Boys Club at that time. Oh, boys okay. Club. And uh, Martin Buchan, Charlie White, mind Charlie White. I do, I. Um you them John Crookshank. Mm-hmm. Jackie Bruce. I do, I mean uh, that lad. That guys and uh, eventually my dad came into Latin Abbey Martin, so um Martin and my dad were, were good together. They kinda of bounced off each other and now they were near bad cop, bad cop, then <laughs> bad cop, good cop. And uh, they, okay. They toughened us up, which I think they get too much nowadays. I think uh, I think Burns are a bit too much mollycoddled new and softer now, I think, than it used to be back then. So back then was there emphasis on coaching or just letting you play? No, I think a lot of it was just letting you play, but the thought is a lot for I mind the younger. I see your skills and your control with a bar and you know, that kinda of, I see now when I watch a lot of coaching things now, it's like somebody's just read a book and they're they're trying to put it down in front of the Burns. Far as I think, I just the way we were taught was you updated a football, you were riding twos, uh-huh. and you threw a bat at somebody, you chested it, you, you teen it down your thigh, you trapped the bar, all that kind of stuff. Can and uh, I was just, I think it was really enjoyable. And I just think sometimes new it's, it's too much going into your, your head, I think, for you to try and figure out stuff and remember stuff at a young age. For when we were younger, it was just about playing football and just marking you a mere skillful better football player. And basically just playing and enjoying it. Aye, aye, just like every time we played football, it was like you're playing the playground with your aye. mates. And I mean, that's how I like to think I just played, even when I got older, I just loved playing football. I mean, even when I got older playing for the Brock, I still played football in the Bank of Scotland car park, my mates can't mean, <laughs> with wheelie bins and stuff, and I maybe shouldn't have, but... Did Charlie get in it? Charlie can't be we up to something all the time, but he's just going to let you off it. So, see, you're saying you're in that boys' club. Was you in a team, or was it training, or... What was the first team you was in? Oh no, it was a team. I um, primary age, uh, Brock Boys Club. Let's say it was Martin Buckin at, at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, his son, young Martin. Young Martin was a great football player, and that age he was heading shooters above Abdi. And uh, we played like your Bucky, McDuff, Banff, okay, Mintler, all that boys. But no, we were 
we were quite successful, we a few trophies, so leagues and that, and then it just went fair, your primary, under 13s, under 14s, and I think once we got to under 15s, it kind of fizzled out after that. Did you do the, the galas like most young guys did, six or eight galas, aye? Loved the galas, aye, loved the galas. Um, I think it was a great ground for a lot of kids, didn't aye, it? Aye, I think, I think we only won one at Lockport, we won a resorting. I mean, we played a lot, and it was like us in Swift Park, usually in the final. But for some reason, it was us against Bilger, I think, in the final at Resort. Oh, okay. And we beat them 1-0, and they scored a winner on us. So that was the first team we won. Magic. That was brilliant. Huh? Magic. Really good. But yeah. Gullers, even when you got all of the Gullers were great. Can you were 16, 17, we are mates. And Gullers were different to Tina Carey out in Ocker. Can you got a couple of beers and you played, and half your balls are smoking the fog from the stand the goals or something. <laughs> and the Gullers days were brilliant up here. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's so much at Gala's on the go now, is there? No, no, you don't get nothing like that now, it's near. And there was a load of kids playing, there was all heaps of teams in the go. I used to do that at James Ramsey Park, well, at Plainfields as we called it. Mm -hmm. Even in Plainfields, it was absolutely even. Uh, I used to do refereeing for the Black and White Gala. Oh, aye. And was there at a refereeing matches at mm. different age groups? That uh, was well, brilliant. Me, I, was, I don't think Gala was, but me and Boomer and Mikey Stephen, uh, we used to get called down on a, on a Sunday or whatever to referee okay. Burns football that game. Yeah. So, I mean... I said referee, I used to just stand in the middle and let, let them do whatever. I says, unless you kick somebody really hard, you can just play on and just enjoy your football game. Aye, you just like what you were doing when you were young. Aye, aye. So, it's teenage, your teenage, teenage years, how far did you go after it? Well, while I was at the boys club, I signed for D-side in, in Aberdeen. Oh, right, okay. I think we played them in a friendly, and D-side were the, the big team at the time in Aberdeen, in our age section. So they came through for a friendly, and with the Brock Boys Club, we beat them 3-2. I think I scored two of them. Well, I got carried off injured enough, because the boy done my uncle, but my dad carried me off. And, okay. Uh, but must have done enough to impress them. So, myself, Martin Buchan, uh, Weemsey, and was a 14, what was a 14? Played. Aki Corner, Alec Corner for Belga. Oh, right. Um, before I was, went through to D-side, but I was actually playing a year above that I should have been playing. Okay. So from there I moved on. Mm -hmm. My bed back. So I played with D side for about three or four years. D side were the top boys in the day, weren't they? D side was a really good team. Mm -hmm. Derek Milne and Mikey, Mulby and that, they all played. And I, they played obviously the other sections and that, but I, I think, well, based on I got a Scottish Cup medal and a winner's medal and all. Oh, did brilliant. really well. So. so you said you were playing against guys all there, and how did that work out for you? Was it physical? Well, I think in the main reasons I went through, my dad says to me, he says, if you go through here, you'll hit it toughen up. He says, because you're playing city boys. He says, they're different for, mm -hmm. for here. He says, so it will help. He says, it might be a bit different to start with. It might be a bit rough on you and this and that. He says, plus you're playing a year mm -hmm. above your age. And it did toughen up. But I mean, some of the boys, I mean, 13-year-old, you're thinking, this boy's a maniac. You know, boys, <laughs> boys are going to kill you. Mm -hmm. Want to kill you after a game and all. And they want to fight you. And, but no, it was really, it was a good experience at that age. And then, like I say, when I got to bide back, I could I could have went on with the, the boys and been up a, an age, but I thought, nah, I'll bide back, and maybe a lot of young boys wouldn't have, because mm -hmm. they're on their cell then. Aye. But, I mean, I was lucky enough, my dad teamed my away, so there was no, I mean, me, Weemsy, Martin, you know, Alec used to get the, used to get a bus through and sometimes and get picked up at the other end, can So you always enjoyed it but, when you stayed on the other year, didn't you? Oh, I loved it, mm -hmm. uh, Well, when I bid back, it went on to be a football player, Barry Robson. All right. Barry Robson was in the same team, so mm -hmm. he, he was at Rangers at that time, and uh, okay. he, he was out doing his summer holidays and Easter mm -hmm. holidays and that, so um, I, so I thought, 
Bide Barkham, play with the likes of him and other boys there that went on to high league careers and all. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was good. I enjoyed it. So Barry Robson, how did you rate your sale against him at that age? I was honoured things better than him. No. <laughs> uh, at that age, Barry was a lot bigger and stronger than I was he? And just like you seen for him, he made it a professional. He'd a, he'd a great left fit in him. Mm -hmm. But he was... I mean, Barry, he was, a, he was like a bully. Again, he just, he's so much bigger and stronger. Aye, okay. I mean, at 12, 13, he was already at Rangers. They probably had him in the gyms and on weights. And, mm -hmm. and we played games. And if you're looking for a goal... I'd think all one person got to get. He's a good boy, was he? No, he just went to give the bat and everybody can. He just kept going till he scored. <laughs> Aye, okay. But he was brilliant to play with, yeah, because he had he your back and asked you and from your derby games against Dicer, King okay. Street, and mm -hmm. boys like that. Can you play against uh, Russell Anderson? He oh, played okay. for Dice and Ross Tokley. Oh, he right, okay. For Dice and mm -hmm. Derby. Russell was quiet, he did not. He. Uh, he didn't really get in your face or anything like that. He just went about his business, but totally. Even this day, still a club. Okay? Oh, I hated him. <laughs> Absolutely hated him. Just an absolute, just a muppet. Did you hate because he was, you said a muppet, or because he was a good player? Yeah. Oh, he was a good player, I know, yeah. but he was just a mouthpiece of it. Just... Aye, okay. But then his dad was the same, and so was his granddad. Aye, okay, so to learn better. And, and the amount of times my dad was going round to meet them and stuff, again. Okay? My dad and I went to the same side I played. I played left back. Uh, okay. mm -hmm. So my dad and I went to the same side I was at. So mm -hmm. he, he was either the opposition fans. So I played dice. Because I see talk with his old man, his granddad. But even when we grew up, playing mm -hmm. against each other. <laughs> you think some... I mean, there's boys you play against and you don't like each other, but you grow up and you just kind of... Obviously, you battle for 90 minutes uh, and then you have a pint. Mm -hmm. Him, he's just a clown of the thing. Yeah, you can't go on, Rob, do you? Yeah. So playing alongside Barry, do you think you learned only good traits from him? Uh, well, like I say, I mean... I can't just say us, but I, th I was as good a, a player, skillful wise, as he was. He had the strength and the size and all, and, mm -hmm. and he had the, the mouth. I was quite quiet back then. Mm -hmm. But I mean, as far as a football player and skill, and I'm like, I had I'd as much as probably he did, but he was exactly going to better things. His attitude and I can either. I'd tell you, he just had an, an all out winner's attitude. Yeah, yeah, okay. To win, no matter at all costs, if you look in. Like I say, I was a bit more quiet, I don't think. Attitude wasn't quite. As arrogant as I'm can. Aye, okay. Maybe not so much belief in myself. I liked the info I did, but maybe if I was a bit more cocker and things like that mm -hmm. if I was younger, it might have been different. But Just a bit different, too. Mm -hmm. Very good. So you then move for there. We'll take you on to how did you get involved with the Brock? <sighs> to be honest, I can't exactly mind the time fun. It happened as mm -hmm. such, but. I obviously at some point got asked to come down. I think I think Charlie used to watch your school games. See when you played on a Saturday morning, ten o'clock and stuff. Oh right. We played in the school on a Saturday and then you went to D side in the afternoon. That so Jakey two, Black teams. two games and one team. Oh no, he was the long game. Games after mate, it was uh, Jack Barnett, his oh, teacher. I, okay. He was a great oh a great mm, guy, great aye. teacher and man. So you played for school in the morning? School in the morning at ten o'clock, mm -hmm. then you went to D side in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, funny, I made a game against Inveruri, Barry Robson again. He was from Veruri. And uh, we played a game up there, and it was eight-eight score, and he scored six for them, and I scored four for us. Then <laughs> just try to do each other a hell game, but no, the, the school was good, and I enjoyed playing for the school football team. And uh, I think Charlie used to come watch a lot of school games, and I think maybe I got a shout then. Okay. And I mean, the first time I got to play as such for the Brock, when I was fourteen, I, think I went up to an under eighteen game at Bucky, mm -hmm. and I think Mikey and I, Mikey Stephen and Moby, I think they come to the shop. They were suspended. Oh, okay. And uh, I got a shout and I got a start. But playing against boys, 
three, four year older than you can. How'd he go on? I did all right. I think I was playing some like left midfield or something. Again, Aye, okay. I did all right, but it was a, a wee bit of a dip in your toes in the water, if you like, getting Aye. to see what it like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but after that, it was me. I, I went up and I trained with them and I went to pre-seasons and things mm-hmm. like that. So that was it. So you're saying that was left, you spoke earlier on the left back, then left midfield. When did he move up front and start playing striker? Well, kind of, when I played for boys club, I was a striker. And uh, mm-hmm. he'd been in the right wing. Aki Corner on the left wing and I was the centre forward at the time. Mm-hmm. And then D side, oh, I just got shunted about all way. Um, when I went to the bro, again, Charlie, it was mere midfielder up front at that time. Aye, okay. And uh, But when I started playing for the Brock, I was a striker. And under 18s, when I played for the Brock, I was like, uh, I, was a, I was like, I think they call you maybe a number 10. Kind of, I just roamed about. I just played mm-hmm. centre mid, but I just kind of did what I wanted because I had somebody good behind me doing their bit. So am I right in saying, you came to the Brock kind of almost officially when you was 15 or 16. Uh, I, would, I would have signed for him probably when I was 14 on that schoolboy forms mm-hmm. and and uh, and then 15 was when I had my first game for the first team. You mean much about that? Oh, I mean, I've only played about 10 15 minutes, but okay, what was that? Bills Lee against Albion Rovers. Oh, I was that cup guy, cup guy. No, it was a friendly, a friendly game, friendly. and uh, went down. And I think Scott Murray actually came back, he'd signed for Aston Villa. But he was back up for the summer, so he was watching the game, and I'm, okay. And I mind speaking to him before the game, and he was just yapping a lot, man. So Charlie picked the team, and I was on the bench probably for a bit of experience. And uh, he tells us to start with the chasing shadows because they were obviously a mm-hmm. second division, first division team at the time. Mm-hmm. So we were beating them two 0 and then he teed off Paul Keith, and he shouted me, gave my last 10, 15 minutes. And I mean, I mean, peak again, I slapped the back of the heat again, saying go and score a goal. <clears throat> and I mean we got a free kick Jimmy Young hit it beside the dugouts and he just he just hit his diagonal free kick and I can't remember if that was maybe McCready Keith McCready and their centre half and up to Hedeba and they both missed it and it bounced kind of like a corner of the 18 yard box ok and I just hit it to the outside my right foot and it just went I just mind it going swerving around the goalie and at the top corner 15 year old that was it that was away wow. and all my regret I had my dad was in the era he was working in Holland and <laughs> get it down he missed my goal are you well enough to keep for Roy the Rovers is Aye, aye. Well, that's real Roy the Rover stuff. That's what, Mike, that's what Mikey Barber said, and I might not. Mikey Barber says Roy the Rovers. And then I might get out of the change room after it and high as a kite. And Did you walk off a pitch or float? Yeah, uh, I can't actually <laughs> Maybe we got carried. <laughs> can't I mind. That's an I amazing mean, debut, it. I might wow. get out of the change room and got all these boys that used to watch as a burn. Mm-hmm. They're all coming over and patting you in the back and shutting your, uh, your hair again, rubbing your hair and on. And just, they couldn't believe a goal either, Ken, and he's like, I Wow. And I mean, Scotty Murray going, I'd buy you a pint. He says, but you're too young. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're reminding him a few years later when he was aging enough to hear. Oh, I've had a couple off him since then. <laughs> That's good. So that was, who was the final score in the game? We beat him 3-0. That was 3-0. Uh-huh. Eh? Wow, what a debut, eh? Oh, it was amazing. So, what was the conversation with you and your dad about after the game, when you first seen your dad, you said he wasn't in the game? I can't even mind how he heard, if, it, if he'd phoned him, just to see if I'd been up to football mm. wise, and I probably just tell him on the phone. When Russell would be never moving, was he? Oh, he was delighted. Eh? Yeah, I can uh, imagine. Right, and that was that was the start route for him and us. So he was hooked and mm-hmm. I was signed for a Brock, and and uh, but I mean, I still I still had a couple of years at juvenile. I never went straight into the team, although I scored, but I wasn't ready for the first team at Brock. Still a Aye, skinny okay. bird guy. So know? you you were signed for a Brock after that, but you were still playing your juvenile fitness. I was still playing at D. Mm-hmm. I think I played D side till I was about sixteen, and then I signed for Devonside and Banff. For a year. Okay, so how did that work out for you? Brilliant, loved it. Um, 
Brian Stewart, he used to manage Devonville. I can't name, I'm not sure I can't person. So, okay, he's loon, Craig Stewart, he played up front for Bucky Devonville, oh, big lad. Okay. So, Brian, Brian one day turned up at my mum and dad, well, my mum and dad still at the time, turned up at the house, this boy with a suit, clipboard and nothing. This manager turned out your door with a suit? That's under, an under 18 manager for oh, that. Okay. Right? I'm like, what's this boy? It wasn't the Fergie, was it? I <laughs> <laughs> wish it was. Um, and I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I opened the door and my mum says, oh, there's a man here I want to speak to you. I thought it was an insurance boy or something. Mm-hmm. Cause you used to get them coming around your house trying to get insurance uh, football players. Mm-hmm. Right? So it turned out it was Brian Stewart, the Evanside manager. So he was off a professional for fucking what he was doing and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, right at last, says, oh, yeah. and I mind at the time there was a, a mate, Starry, I don't even mind him, played for the bro, Duncan Summers. Oh, I do, have I. So me and Starry was the same age, but Starry decided to bide at the bro. Mm-hmm. He was never going to get a game, and he never really did. And I says, no, nah, I'm not going to, I want to go another year at the juveniles. Mm-hmm. So I went up mm-hmm. there at Devonside and played pretty much midfielder up front. Um, I can't remember if we won a cup final. or We definitely were beating a cup final, I might not, but I can't remember if we were winning. And uh, I got top goal scorer, I got player of the year, and I loved up there. A lot of boys, again, went on to play high league football. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, it was amazing up there for that season, really good. So after that season, did you get a shout to come back to the Brock after that? That was me, after that I was in the Brock. And that was just signing your pro forms? Mm-hmm, I was just straight on. Okay, do you mind much about your conversation about signing form? I was Here's a pen, sign on uh, it. That's pretty much how you did it at the Brock after mm. your career, yeah. <laughs> um, I mind Duncan's, Charlie, he says, uh, you had your form and it was like four, can they just peel the wall one and, and he'll say, right, that's one, he says, we keep biting. Mm-hmm. He says, second day, not against the SFA. Third thing to the KGB or something like that. And, <laughs> and I'm looking at him going, KGB? Oh, it was Charlie, I just spoke, uh, spoke rubbish all the time, Ken. You just, you're looking at him and you're thinking, is he serious? What's he speaking about? <laughs> and he was, he was, he used to speaking riddles and all that, and you're just like, you couldn't have figured him out. That was it, one went to the KGB, one asked, they just laughed, shut your hand, and up you signed. So. And can you mind the Linta contract? Is it yearly, two yearly, or? Never asked. You just signed. Ah, uh, you just signed. He just signed the time to sign again. What was that? And they used to come in and say, right, uh, you wrote a contract in the summer. And you'd say, okay, and you'd not bend, you'd sign it. You'd and that was it. You did not. Nobody negotiated. Which no. was Mikey Stephen or Derek Mulga. Ah, you never said, I can do with that thing, could I wait Yeah. Okay, so after you signed your first game, that was your first game. I don't care. Was that my first you game? You know, I know. I don't know. Apparently, it was against. Oh, was that? I think it was Elgin or Devonville, I can't mind. Okay. But I, I genuinely, I can't mind my debut at all. So is this about 17 then? Uh, I would have been, uh, 17. Yeah. I 17. The, the only game, the first game I mind for a Brock was, we played Cove Rangers through Cove. And I mind, earlier on, or the season before, I can't mind, that Paul Keith got a bad injury against Cove. He got broken ribs, a punctured lung. Mm-hmm. Mind that. I've seen the photo in my podcast getting uh, Gary Raff. Aye, Ray uh, Charles, uh, the goalie, aye. They're the mm-hmm. keyboard player, boy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Ray Charles has done him. I think, I mean, Ray Charles probably just came out as a goalie with his knee up and just getting peaky. He'd stick his head in for mm-hmm. a stick their boots. And uh, he got nailed and he'd done his ribs and nothing. But um, so we, for me, played Cove through air. PK wasn't playing, he was still injured, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Hunter saying he's got, got a smash Ray Charles getting back. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm playing up front with Hunter. Mm-hmm. So, sure, his word, Hunter went in and nailed Ray Charles, he broke his ankle. But Hunter got injured and all, but as, as the two of them collided, mm-hmm. Bob broke to me, empty goal, so I got my first goal, and that's the game of mine. So I scored that in. So Ray Charles got carried off. Can't mind if Hunter better on there. 
So the big centre half at Cove, Andy Patterson, mm-hmm. played with Davy Moreland and uh, I mean, Andy, good Patterson, Andy Patterson went in goals. So then next thing I got a, a bathroom man, a, a team at Rune Andy Patterson scored my second goal. So that was my first uh-huh. game that I mind for a bro. I think we beat him 4 2. And so, at the time, that was a big win against the up team full of brilliant players. I uh, think if you beat Cove, you're riding wheel, weren't you? Oh, aye, Cove's eyes a brilliant team. So for putting the players was in the team when you came in? And the Brock team? Mm hmm. <clears throat> when I came in, well, Shane we likes her. I mean, Billy, obviously, and Neely Clark. And then you had Milne, Jimmy Young, Henry Meekie, Bobadou, Mike McCafferty, McCready, um, Hunter, Paul Keith, Mikey, Mulby, Scotty Murray, before he left. Um, it's a list of who's who there, aren't it? Ah, brilliant, ah, brilliant boys, and what a laugh you got with them all, eh? Aye. And same uh, training. In the half get battered and training like the young way, but they were winners. I'd even even just a three aside in the college in a game solved. Uh, oh Henry Mickey, he'd be swiping over the top of you and <laughs> slamming you against walls. PK would be throwing you against a wall and, uh-huh. and but it was good that eh? turned you into a man anyway. You, you did, learned quick. Did that instill into you the importance of training hard? Oh aye, aye. Mm-hmm. But it's it's how competitive it was, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. with Charlie you didn't train a lot as such, you uh-huh. you got a few runs to warm you up and then you played fit likes in the college. Okay. You just play football night. Two touch, and I'll, I'll be loved two touch that by. Aye, it was good, and the winner made on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're winning, you were on all night. But if you were losing all time, you're sitting there waiting for the next game again. But it's funny how you're playing. You're never tired, but when you're training, you can be shattered in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Funny, aren't you? That's it. Oh, you never get so much adrenaline in training. <laughs> so is there only player in particular? I remember one of the podcast players saying, "The modern players that's coming into the team now have lost it because they've got Russell McBride in the team to help them settle in." So, what would you have said would a player did it for you? It. It's humbling. In the sense um, that Russell was a great guy for young players coming into the team. I mean, Fry came in. It's funny because one of the guys that you looked up to, and he didn't say much, and even as day still doesn't say much, is Jimmy Young. Mm, I can't you get to say that. But Jimmy there. Young was so professional. Huh? Mm-hmm. And even his fitness. Uh, I mine is like 17, 18, going round to Paul Moore mm-hmm. for whatever I had wrong with me. Paul Moore's trying to stretch me. <laughs> He's gone. He says, you realise Jimmy Young's, I can't remember how old Jimmy was at the time. He says, and Jimmy's more flexible than you are. <laughs> I says, I quite believe that. I says, because uh, the man's just a machine. Jimmy just, I said, he never, he never really said much to me, even on the pitch. Again, he would, he wasn't into like, shout at Abdi and bark orders and this mm-hmm. and that. He was going for a bar, he shouted, and if mm-hmm. it was an option, he shouted to you. Mm-hmm. Again, but he was just in the art, and you looked at it and think, I better do for Jimmy's day and I better do this, because mm-hmm. he was that. And uh but like I said, Neely Clark and uh, Neely Clark was just did for your tail with Neely, yeah. He didn't mess he didn't mess you about Neely. Uh, if you if you mess Neely about, you'd kind of boot again. Aye. Uh, used to mind in training. You do the shooting. Try and well, goal is not like getting chipped. No, uh, mm-hmm. Used to try and chip Neely, yeah. You just catch your bar and you boot it over the fence or the station. Well get your boss on. <laughs> uh, right. yeah, he hated it. But uh, we had a, had a lot of players. Mike McCarthy. I used to love watching Mikey as a burn for mm-hmm. nice and my dad. Mikey was off a skillful kid and I used to like Babadoo and I. Mm-hmm. He was Babadoo to me, he was just hard as nails. And the left fit, the goals he scored again. So Babadoo and Mikey were, were good enough to watch. Was Babadoo the captain for you, man? Or was that before? Oh, no. Uh, I mean, somebody before Babadoo? Tossel. Oh, of course. Tossel was uh, a captain. He was a, he was a brilliant captain, Tossel. Uh, he, was, he was the kind of player you wanted to need non-stop running. Uh, just like Jack Russell in the middle of the park. And I had a couple of, I had a few arguments with Tosla and I like the pitch, but it was good because 
Fry became captain later on. Mm-hmm. Traits that you teen off Alexa Ham or for mm-hmm. Hunter. You know, that's two best captains I had. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned for them. And because they moaned all the time, getting their grumpy and the shouting. Mm-hmm. Exact same, and I was the exact same for them. Like, was the morning and grumping for a benefit of the team or was that just their personality because some folk just moan for the sake of oh, morning definitely Hunter's personality <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely his personality right? Dossel, Dossel, yeah, he's, he's, he's alright Dossel he ups a lot he's fine up. but I mean you just look at Hunter you can, he's grumpy don't you? <laughs> I wonder if he gets up for you yeah? oh, Mr Rexy yeah. mm, well see I'm all enough to mind for Rexy played for a brook uh, as to watch Rexy oh yeah and I've played with Rexy in a couple of charity matches, but mm-hmm. I think mean, the funniest things I had with Rexy was a golf day. And you had uh, myself, I was caddying for Reams because I, I kind of play golf. I don't like golf. Mm-hmm. I kind of too frustrating for me. I just chuck the clubs again. Uh-huh. So I, I caddied for Reams. Mikey, eh, Derek Milne, he uh-huh. caddied for Mikey. Mm-hmm. And we was going room with Rexy and Kenny Roger. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, <laughs> was gonna, I think we got about the fourth hole, mate. Me and Diggers rolling about the long grass, but this time we're half gone, yeah, we're done. <laughs> and then we're going through, and I, I can't remember if it was, it was near the end anyway, I might not. And uh, nearly Clark's ahead was playing with somebody, and somebody says, Well, we'll just go, or we'll be white. Then Kenny Roger, he says, I'm gone. If he if he's not out my road, I'm just talking to his seat clean off. And he, and he put the body on the tee, he swung at this thing, and it must have moved an inch off the tee. <laughs> oh, I was that. Me and Rexy, we're on the ground, we're all screaming, laughing. And, uh, and Kenny's, Kenny's turned to, can I imagine, but Kenny, Ken, there's Weavers, but he's uh, still does that shot up. He's taking that shot again. you never seen that shot, I'm taking another in. And Rex is going, you can't, I'm taking, I'm taking another in. You can't, I'm taking another in. But we were all just decked laughing again. Are you sure it wasn't that arm, beep, 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 um, beep, beep, oh, taking another in? <laughs> <laughs> That's Kenny's nature to be competitive, though, isn't it? Oh, you've he's... seen him in the park. Aye, I... I never seen Kerry play, but I heard stories. I mean, I mean enough from the Finlay Tilt, I think. When they came off the pitch at Clark, I think it was. And when you come off Clark, you go around the back of the goals and mm-hmm. you go through the gut. Mm-hmm. Kerry had been sent off. There was a crowd at the thing, I waiting for him. And I, I can't remember if it was, you know, the committee or something like that at Clark, or somebody or anyway, and leaned on and says, Roger's your number. Animal, uh, I can imagine. Kenny either chinned him or stuck a heat on him. He did something. And the next thing it was just a okay Carol loved it. And uh, I could, I'm sure it was Finlay tell me. He says all you could see was Kenny walking to the changing room. He started it off. He's walked yeah. the one left it. Oh, but, uh, Kenny, oh, yeah. Pure Kenny, I can. So thinking of captain was you then? Would you avoid the fault with somebody or just say he was playing along to me and I was saying a bad game? Are you type of lad come say, come on, will I G yourself up? Or was uh, that a bollocking? What did you do? No, it was, it was a bollocking fun. They needed it. If mm-hmm. they did something that... I mean, nobody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. But a certain players... I When I played, I, I liked a bollocking for my captain. Because mm-hmm. it got me going. Mm-hmm. You get players, some likes of your Menza, Weemsy, Zach Conway, I mind him and all, boys like that, all mm-hmm. in hell. They need an arm around them. So Aye. I think there's some players you kind of shout at, so you kind of... You just keep with them and... P.A. Bruce, I mean, P.A. Bruce used to get both. <laughs> One minute you do something, you just got to kill him. Mm-hmm. And the next minute you feel for him and you're trying to G him on and all. But, I mean, they're all good players, Ken, but mm-hmm. they just, certain players react different. Why? I was grumpy. Did I get me wrong? If I went I back. I find that difficult. Believe me, Mr. McBride. If I went back <laughs> playing, if I went back, say, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. I'd be a totally different captain because I don't think maybe I did enough. So, like, again, in at half time mm-hmm. before a game. Nino's were really vocal, but Nino's fell out. Aye, okay. In the Baroque team, I mean, mm-hmm. nobody fell out with each other. 
No. When Fry went to for Martin, Turf, Fry played for the juniors, I mm-hmm. knew Brian up, folk were scrapping and nothing, Ken, folk were fighting. I was thinking, we never, nobody ever did that. We were all maybe too poly. Uh, but for who the pitch, we argued. But as soon as we got back in at half time, nobody would have a goat, somebody for mm-hmm. Dana, or a goat, him for Dana. I'd be just sat down, listen to Charlie. Uh, back out again, but, but did you listen to Charlie? I well, listen to him. I agree with him on it. It's uh, different, Ken. Uh, but that's what I said. A lot of boys, especially with Hunter, because maybe Hunter, he used to come across maybe a bit more Ken shouting at you mm-hmm. sometimes, or even at the side of the pitch. Mm-hmm. But as I used to tell them, I mean, I played with Hunter, he was the same thing I played. Aye. But I listened to every single thing Hunter told me. Aye. And if something that maybe I didn't agree with, but then one logging out the other. But I, you didn't let it affect you and start arguing. And, no. And that's, but folk, I mean, I mean, it was the same. I mean, up at Nerney in time, Dean Cowie, and I got Paul Campbell. Mm-hmm. And Paul Campbell taking a huff and, and shouting back at Dean. But I'm thinking, well, Dean's played higher. Mm-hmm. He's played, well, he's played a lot higher. Aye. And uh, he's been there, done it sort of thing. I mean, that's the boys you listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, even if, even if you're not agreeing, just put your hand up, nod your head, and you're like, okay. Aye. But listen, at the same time, listen. The fit they're telling you. Aye, and move on. Because if you're in a bad game, well, as you said, everybody has bad game. You don't need somebody telling you. Aye. But some folk, as you said, you like the bollocking. Oh, it likes a me, mm-hmm. boomer. You could shout at us all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't bother us, but um, like I say, some boys it did. And for me and your dad played, we got bollockings for about 90 minutes every the game. <laughs> <I> dog <dodged it>. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it was just part and parcel. I didn't Aye. bother. I mean, I can't. It was crap. There's no much bollocks. <laughs> can make me much better. <laughs> okay, so... When did your first cup final come around? Um, I, th- I think the first game was the... Was it a shield? I think we won through at Cove. Dean Fernabdi walked out the pitch for 15 minutes ago. We was getting beat 3-0 mm-hmm. to Peter Reid. And, uh, One of my favourite games. Oh, it was amazing. I've never felt adrenaline like it. And uh, I mean, because at the start, I got, I got dropped. I, I scored the two goals in the semi-final against Huntley. Uh-huh. I put us in the final. And uh, Charlie dropped me for the final. And Mikey, drop Mikey Stephen, I know, kind of mind for, for players and stereos, but um, I just mind, I was, I mind Hunter coming out, man, the change room, and Hunter just tell me, forget it, and prove mm-hmm. I'm wrong, sort of thing, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'd never felt really doing a four and a football, I got into a football match, and mm-hmm. I, was, I was really doing about it, and uh, so anyway, doing 3-0, I ain't calling Null, scored a hat-trick, so I scored a hat-trick in a final and still get beat again, yeah, <laughs> with 15 minutes to go, still mind seeing other fans get out, and then me and Mikey's coming on. Yes, me and Hans looking at each other again. It's a point. So we went on 3 1, 3 2, and then right at the death, Bobadoo put his cross on hard and low, and I just slid in. The bar went in. That was that equaliser. Extra time. Mm-hmm. Brian Sam, mind Charlie. Charlie was about to speak. I think Charlie would actually said that Simmy just came in and you seen the Peter Heat players. They were just, it's like, it's hot with tears, yeah. mm-hmm. and I mind them all looking all at us, and Simmy's looking at them, shouting at them, and so they could hear, uh, shouting, look at them, they've basically bottled it, and uh, this and that, you can go to and no mind tactics, just go, mm-hmm. so I think we was two minutes into extra time, and I scored the next thing, four mm-hmm. three, and then eventually six three we won, and, and the worst thing about that game was a Wednesday night, and we couldn't have done it, we're at work next day, <laughs> Mike coming back in the boot, uh, Mike, Mike had a little, 
little white Suzuki Jeep must have been like for his dad's work or something. Nah, okay. I'm in, I'm in dingers in the front, me and Andy Stevens in a book. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> I can't believe we're one up, but I can't believe we're kind of going to a drink. And here's you coming home in a boot. Too, coming home in a boot, okay. Uh, it was one of my favourite games, but the funny thing about that game, we was 3 0 doing, but it could have been 6 or 7 that night, I doing before we scored. Oh, definitely. And then definitely. from up 6 3, it could have been 8 3. Aye. Such I was, a crazy I've never game. seen a game turn like that in my life. Oh, it's amazing. Maybe it's it just substitutions, I think. I think I just did it. <laughs> To be your next cup final. Well, the next team was Peter Reid again. It was at the, the end of the season. We played them in the Cup, Everdeenshire Cup. Mm-hmm. So they beat them 3 2. I think it was the last game. At, well, supposed to be the last game at the Rec before that went to Ordu. I was at that in as well. We beat them 3 2. And if I'm playing right, Pete scored a screamer. Maybe scored a screamer, and I think. Um, only thing I think I mind about that game is I think it's the first time ever I've seen a dive. I mean, get into the box against Mark Simpson, and I just thought he was a lot absolutely smash me. So I just, I just let myself go, <laughs> and he stopped. And I mean, getting up quick, and he started climbing my dive, and I mean, just running away, thinking, "God, I did dive on a girl. Must have looked stupid, but I, I didn't. I didn't think I had much in the game. Was that Kizo's dad? Yeah. Was that Kizo's dad? It was what a blueberry. Hi, Sammy. I mean, I'm. Each other a lot <laughs> years, I mean. Did he get booked for diving? Was that no, no, no I, I think diving wasn't really a thing at that time, mm-hmm. and uh, but I did mind, I did dive like so I admit that, and that's the only time I've ever dived. Do you, you feel a right again. twat when you get up and you never touch you? Oh, I felt a right twat, I, mean, I, I still feel a twat now, <laughs> and uh, I, I can't believe I did it because I'd seen my pet hits and I, mm-hmm. but uh, no, that, that cup final was brilliant again. Like I said, Pete came on and just scored a worldie right in the top corner, so that was it. So it's a two for two. Two mm-hmm. cup finals, two wins. Right. You mind your next team? <laughs> Funny enough, I think it was a Peter Hedian again, the 8 0 job. I can't, there's a body coming uh, along. I guess why well, you're just going to keep asking till I get to it, are you? <laughs> well, I was at that game, I've never been a week now in my life. Oh, I can't get through, was that day? Like, just our hand, they seemed to cross, went into the box and went into somebody's head and into the goals. Right, moving quickly on. If it was the next thing. They did come thick and fast, like, but mm-hmm. there was loads of them. So, but by my count, and you've been 23, so have you more wins or losses, do you think? I, I couldn't have done, I think. I, I can't mind. I, I would have probably had more wins, I would say, than mm-hmm. losses. I can't mind. Well, see that last game you spoke, we should just erase that for the record books. Oh, God, I didn't want to. Again, all the best thing about that game, mm-hmm. if you want to say the best thing. So we went out and got smashed on the way after that. <laughs> we came home on the bus and I mind Mikey and Dingle and I go, oh, do you fancy an Indian? We're like, an Indian? Ah, we'll, we'll find a wife or that and uh-huh. at a time. And we did, Finlay was there and I. I think it was me and Mikey, Derek, sure if Weemsy was there and I, Finlay. And our wife's uh, blondes at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I went to be Rudge. Oh, we're out in the lash anyway. And forgotten And then met up with some supporters probably and argued on out again about how bad it was. But 8-0, thinking you do, you know, you're just... Well, it's one of those things. Three games, sometimes you kind of control a game. It just uh, happens. Mine, the pitch was, I it was, it was the same pitch for both, but just muddy, you know, it was just, couldn't hit a ball with our feet. Make it in a bar and Colin Malner, Derek Smith, thank you, boy, was at the time, Richie Livingston, the, the ball just getting in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, try to get sent off in the second half. Went in 5 0. <laughs> Went in 5 0, doing it at half time. And uh-huh. uh, Simi came in and Simi says, right, damage limitation. That'll let him score an ML. Mm-hmm. That's how you can do because you're never coming back there. Mm-hmm. And I think it was about 70 minutes or something and forever change he'd made, but I ended up midfield. Uh-huh. But I couldn't get near nobody, so I mean, I think it was Richie Livingston or somebody and I just went in and blew it up. Uh-huh. And uh, the ref was Wally Young. Did it, 
Remember? Yeah, It was Wally Young, and he came over and I thought, yes, I'm going to have to get a shower. And he came over and he booked me. He says, McBride, I can't put your try today. He says, then I did. Just go on with the game. He says, just see the game out. It's not like you, has got to change. He says, if you get sent off, it might be even more. He says, I can't. I says, but I'm call. I just went off. I just went, <laughs> just went off the pitch. And he's going, dinner. He says, just bide on. So, okay. Good referee, yeah. It was good, I was mm. good on him. It was an experienced referee. Because mm-hmm. he could have just come on and sent me off because the tackle was pretty wild, like, but you got off the tackles like that, but again. Well, you were allowed to tackle. You were allowed to or something get booked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye. So, apart from cup finals, all 23 of them, have you any other memorable games at Ibrox for, for, for whatever reason? Well, the obvious the Scottish Cup game was a Clyde game. Mm-hmm. That was a good game. I might I, I did listen to your podcast with the Tossel speaking about it, and he says uh, you know things he minds was a boy hitting the dike. Well, I was right aside him when he did oh, it. That was me put him through. Oh, was it? <laughs> I was listening to it and I was going, that was me did it. Oh, okay. I mean, it was you know, it's getting your shooter to shooter. You can't like you probably did it yourself when you played. You just oh, get somebody right barred into mm. a barrier or if the boy hit a dike, man. God, he just heard the, the smack of his dish and the, and I think he broke his jaw. And uh, I mind coming like he's lying, and I walk back in the pitch, and I'm, I still mind their back four enough because you know the most experienced back fours you could ever. Joe Tortolano at left back, Brian Rice, a Hamilton manager, mm-hmm. Crawford Bapte, mm-hmm. and the boy McStay. I'm not sure if it was him at Duncan Ferguson, he'd boy. Um, he was playing right back, and I just mind them all. I'm okay. a line for him if I'm doing it. The boy, and I went, oh no. And then his PK comes in to save the day, he just starts and I'll begin. He was protecting my view, went clear today. But it was a bad, it was a bad end. But you didn't have meant to blow it from off a dike, though. I mean, you meant to knock him in to. Ah, well, I would say I meant to blow it from off a dike. I'm not going to lie. I was trying to cover yeah. up for you there. Aye, but I didn't mean to break his jaw like that. I just blew it from <laughs> off a dike for maybe a bang his shooter or something like that. Or fall into the crowd to you and to get a few digs at him later. So, apart from nailing the boy, if it else do you remember a bad game? Uh-huh. What position was you playing that day? Um, I think I was playing midfield, I think, that day. Because okay. I think Mikey was up front with Pika. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I had a groin strain and I, was not, I shouldn't have played. Okay. Because uh, every time I try to like, kick the ball, whip the ball, if you want, I could I feel my groin. And uh, okay. it, I was injured, but it's a big game and you wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And then for Moby got sent off after five minutes, I was like, <laughs> got to do even more now. And I was like, Pika was up front, he's selling, we were just running mm-hmm. about chasing them all day. So he got sent off in five minutes. I think they missed the penalty in six minutes and then we went up and scored two minutes after. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, I was a bit of a, I had a bit of a tackle with the boy out in the, the wing and it broke to Mikey. Mikey seen a touch and he whipped it in and PK scored. That was it. Right. Just back to the wall after that, defend the whole game. And that was at the time, Clyde were a big team. Right. They were a good team. They were top of the league, I think. First division, I think, mm-hmm. at the time. So it was a massive result. That was a fan. We were screaming more long. Like was it on the park with the volume of the fans was giving you that Brilliant. What a rocket, eh? If you get big games at the Bills League, it's like a rocket. Nah, Brilliant, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Really good. That's that's fit marks the Bills League's of fans. Yeah, fans are right on top of the players. Yeah. Back in and all, we were like so close with you with the fans. We abdicated each other and we uh, had a drink and mm-hmm. it was, I, I don't think it's like that new, but, but players are different now and all players when I drink the same as us. We, that's, that was your culture. I mean, boys knew finish a game and then they go to the gym. They say other night and you're like... <laughs> I'm looking for my first bite, yeah. You know? so, <laughs> for new, I was say way back in the day. Way back. Uh, no, no, but for new played, there was a good percentage of team actually were Badenbrook. Aye, majority was Badenbrook at that time. Mm, so, we started seeing the pubs. Me, was it, well, it was the same crowd we do at that time, and then you had like some Mulby, mm-hmm. Hunter, they came out and uh, Norris, Scott Martin, uh, whoever I was out. Then you had me, Mikey, Weems, Dinger. Dinger. Then it was uh, uh, Smiloff, and he was going to go. 
Are you right, please? There was not a lot of cameras in the go then. Do you like mobile phones? Oh, man. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I, I, I dread to think, especially Norris and Moby. Oh, I dread to think. Just as well. So if other member, well, see that uh, Clyde game. I have to give Billy Gordon credit. I interviewed him last night for his podcast, and I says he made a great save. He said, "No, no, I never touched it." I thought he tipped on the post, but he says he never saved it. No, I don't think he said that. Either. No, well, I thought he did. You see, <laughs> he, he says he didn't. Yeah. So if other memorable games have you seen? Oh, I might. I mean, a game I enjoyed, but it was just for that personal reason. I enjoyed my five hundredth game for the Brock. We played. When Lithgow in the Scottish Cup, mm-hmm. and uh, Tommy Coyne that played for Celtic, his son was playing up front. Okay, solid player. Uh-huh. And we drew nil nil, and uh, but I mean, it was it was funny because I went out and I think I realised at the time that it was my five hundredth game until I got announced on the tournament. Okay, and I was like, oh, and I was sitting thinking, nobody said nothing. And, oh, doesn't matter, I'm not worried. But then I met with a sportsman dinner at. Uh, Dice, Murray, or something like that with a thing. And uh, unbeknown to me, I was getting presented with an award for my 500 there. Oh, so we're all sitting at the table and that, and then they're up speaking about a player and this and that. And mm-hmm. I can't remember if I was sitting at the table, yeah, but, and then I think it was my, my, my Dixon mm-hmm. or Boomer. And they're like, that's you. I says, fits me. He says, they're speaking about you. And I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, me. And then they mentioned the 500 game against Long Lithgow, and I was like, oh. Like I say, I can't swear. But I was like, oh, <laughs> done my hair, eh? So I went up with Dean Saunders was a speaker. Oh, so I thought, I'll get it for Dean Saunders. Mm-hmm. Nah, Dean Saunders, I gave it a hunter. I got it for hunter. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I probably preferred it for hunter. <laughs> Dean Saunders. But, um, no, it was, that was a good one to get at. But the, the 500 game was good. It was a pity we got beaten a replay, but... Well, it was one of those things. So in that fifth, 500th game, you think for your first to the 500 went quick? Did flash in or... No, I wouldn't say it's been a few years to do it. because uh, obviously I had two stints mm-hmm. and uh, and I was out for a while with a bad knee injury, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it. I could have maybe made another extra between leaving the Brock and the bad injury, I could have maybe made another couple of hundred appearances then, mm-hmm. but uh, but such is life and it things happen. So you touched on leaving the Brock here. You eventually left the Brock and went to Elgin. How did that come about? Yeah, <laughs> typical of the Brock. I came for a DJ's nightclub in the queue. I was going in night, and Jamie Masson's dad, Stoke. Oh, I can Stoke, will I? Stoke was a bouncer, and uh, he pulled my side at the queue, and he says, you need to start screwing the nut, because uh, Elgin's got to come in for you. Okay. I was like, no, no, man. He says, I work with a boy, Norman Green, I think the boy's name was. Mm-hmm. He says, he's on a committee, he says, they'll be putting in a bid for you. Aye, aye, further. So, next thing, obviously, it, it did... It okay. did happen, so I had a, a file to think about it and spoke with family. I mean, we're all speaking. Weemsy used to bide across the road. We went out to Weemsy and spoke to him and his missus and that. And I was like, if I didn't get I'd regret it again, just mm-hmm. not trying it. Um, it was funny at the time, there was word of Peter Reader, no? I've never got to Peter Reader. That'd been a non starter, was it? Happening, no. <laughs> um, so I thought, no, nah, well, I'll just get a go, see how it goes. On. Mm-hmm. So I did, I ended, ended up up there. To be honest, I probably made more off the pitch than I did on it because it was it was a strange, you know, because I just got young player here now in the Sunday Post. Uh-huh. Okay, and I was well, at that time I was kind of a sweeper. It was not centre half, whatever. I was a sweeper at the time, um, and I went up here and I, I think I played the first couple of games at centre half sweeper, if you want. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, the boys played my right back, left back, and then it was a game. Mine played a game against Gretna. 
That was at the time, and they were spending a bit of money and starting to work their way up the leagues. Oh, I think it's the first so, Scottish Cup final, I know, uh, don't they? Uh, so, we're playing against Gretna, and the boys picking the team, Alec Caldwell, the manager, he picks the team again, and I'm playing right wing, basically. I was thinking, right is, wing? This, is this boy wise? He's <laughs> spent a heap of money on him, and I'm a centre half, and he's playing more. So, I was up against a boy, he used to play for Kilmarnock, Govan Skelton, Valdi boy, and he was just a flyer, absolute. Uh, okay. And I thought, I'm not chasing that, I was getting uh-huh. near him. So the next thing I got, I got hooked after 20 minutes again. Okay. So I'm at the side here and I go with the managers. And then I mind the following training session, the coach came in and what the word with man. He says, what's wrong with you? You're not yourself these days. I says, I'm a centre-half playing right wing for you. What's wrong with me? I says, <laughs> okay. you, spend that, you spend that money on man. Mm-hmm. says, you bring me here. I says, no, you're playing my right back, left back, centre-half. I says, no, I'm in the, in the right wing, in the left wing. Uh-huh. I says, what are playing at? So it did not, I mean, I played, I still played about... I've only had two years, but I played about 40 or 50 games. Um, but like I said, the boys that I met up here, Tess Day, I'm still pals with, and mm-hmm. there's a few of them I'm still, in, I speak to every day nearly, again, or every second day. Uh, still in touch with them, they're still going great, and play charity matches, meet up with folk, and okay. it was great. Mm-hmm. But it was just a strange thing, yeah, to take a centre half and just play him out of position every week, or, and, or play him on a... And did he give the reason why he was shifting you about? No, no, he no. never really gave him a Seems reason. Strange, eh? It was It was a strange, but I mean, he didn't last long, because I think he tried, he tried to stick a heading into the boys at a reserve game. Oh. It, there was a bit of a... I'd ask him why I wasn't it, I was working or fit, but it was a, a reserve game at Lossie, and I missed it, but at half-time, him and, and the boys, I can. in fact, he's a clock manager now, Jordan. Uh, uh, God, I can't remember his name now. Jordan, but no, man. Um, they had an argument at half time, and the gaffer went for him trying to stick a heed in him. So that was it. He, he did the last <laughs> after that. I think I got a couple of weeks and he was sacked. Oh, uh, okay. So, but they're a, they're a wild bunch up there. But night suit and all. Brilliant. Good. But I mean, it's <clears> my captain up at Elgin says to me, he says, You can take your boy out of bro. Can I take your bro out of boy? That's a true Prince. story, do it. Because I think my first game was against Carly, a friendly, on uh-huh. a Friday night. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, you had Ian Stewart playing for Collie and uh, Mike Easdale, Charlie Christie, oh, and they're all good players. Ross Dorkley. Go back to him, it was funny. Eh? He actually came out to me in the halfway line warming up and he says, That's a good move for you. He says, Pay this for you, blah, blah. Says I. He says, Oh, the best. I thought, Oh, well, okay, things are forgotten. Nah, nah, five minutes into the game, he's back to all Ross Dorkley again and then we never got one again. <laughs> so that was him. But, but I mind playing and I can't remember if the score was. Um, we were biding up there, but to bide in the hotel. Then just as you're going out to Elgin, on the right hand side. Kind of mind name it. Uh, Bombs, no, near the Bomb Springs. Uh, I can't even you mean like a wooden building. Aye. I can't what you mean. So we were all biding in there and we got to meet the bar, have a couple of pints. Because mm-hmm. we had another game this Saturday, we were playing Bucky. So you're playing Friday, but you're not playing Saturday again? But we're training Saturday morning, because nah, it was pre season. So oh. we were getting killed enough. And, nah. and uh, How do I care? This is not going to work out good nah. for Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Mine boys had a couple of pints and then there was four mm-hmm. of us. Funny enough, the four of us that went was like ex Hain League players that had all been signed and brought up again. Ah, uh, okay. So it was myself, Grapes. Played for Bucky and Forrest, Graham Grant, um, uh, no, boy, sure boy Connor Campbell, and uh, Mikey Sanderson. So the four of us like, oh, get in a taxi into the tune. So we went in, into Joanna's downtown. Oh, well, can't remember any of the places, but. We were sitting there getting hammered, came back with kebabs. <laughs> and uh, I was walking up in the morning and somebody tried to open my door and just dunting it off my head. I was just lying on the ground and 
Så det var også sådan en gyt. Så I never made your bed then? Så, no, never made my bed. <laughs> and uh, we went and trained. I was dying. Never went down to Bucky for a game. Mm-hmm. Well, four of us, out of four of us, three of them went on the bench. I was only in the start of that. And I, I just couldn't have run. And I think he was very happy with my leg. Did he try and get sent off? Yeah, so I, I, I think I just got to teen off again. Because ah, okay. I was up by a state. But I, I say that... I, that's, that's the reason probably why I never made a good goal up there either because my attitude nobody thinks being a good football player is just being a good football player I was more taught your attitude's got to be spot on you see young boys like your Ronaldo's your Messi's and that they're 24-7 mm-hmm. football football training eating the right things doing the right dedication. things dedication no I was not I was still wanting mm-hmm. to the pub and do fit with the boys <laughs> and that's in the end that's why I came back and I came because <clears throat> I mean I'll say I was I'll say my attitude was bad. I don't think I was not that I wasn't good enough. I could mm-hmm. have been good enough, but my attitude was was. I think you find your level in football, mm-hmm. and you just can. Nah, this is not for me. And I need, okay. to, I need to step back. Yeah. And uh, when I got up there, I thought, Nah, this is not for me. I'm, I'm better far up as the high league. How boys. was the standard at Elgin? Standard was good. I, I mind when I went there, you had boys, your pals and broke players, and that would say, "Oh, we'd give you again. We'd beat you in general. That good because we won a Dean well in that league." Aye. I says, aye, but we're not doing good in that league. I says, but still beat you in. I says, mm-hmm. the boys that are in there, they're good players. But aye. there's a lot of good players, and there was a lot of ex-pros working their wide dinner oh, weeks. Oh, right, okay. And you were playing against boys you used to, I used to watch in uh, Scott Sport and things like that. I mean, Roddy Grant. You're yeah, showing your age with Scott Sport. Scott Sport, aye. Yeah, Roddy Grant, aye. Roddy Grant. I mean, Roddy Grant. I tackled him. He played for Brecon. I went in and tackled him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't flinch, and he just looked at me, gave me a stare, and he just says, was that a foul? I says, did a ref blow his whistle? Says no, fair enough. And he just stared. And the next thing, the next thing, I just got an elbow off my dish or something. They were all hard as nails. Uh, it was Dave Bowman. Uh-huh. He played for Hibs. Mm-hmm. Eh, Hibs and the boy mm-hmm. up front that played for Hibs, the boy Tosh. Paul Tosh. Paul Tosh. Oh, they were aye. playing. We played four for. Got a lot of good players kicking about there. Oh, Dave Bowman. I, was, I knew he went near him. As a psychopath, absolute <laughs> I mean, watching him play, it's funny. When I was younger, I used to do the United Strip, do the United Shell suit on. Okay. And I liked watching Dave Bowman because he was hard as nails. Uh huh. So I played four for him, and I was like, "That's Dave Bowman over there, nigga near him." No, no, even just shot me his hand at the end there. Uh, okay. Hand, and it's like, no, nah. I. But it was a lot of, it was a lot of good players. Kevin McAllister. Oh, played aye. for Falkirk. Aye. He played for Albion Rovers and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mind the gaffer sent mine day says, Right, you've got a man marking job of the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. And well, they call him, they call him Crunchy, that was his nickname. Mm-hmm. He says, You'd let Crunchy play. He marks him tick, then I let him do it. So I went out and I, I basically followed him. Oh, I mean, if he'd went off to the toilet, I'd have went with him again. It was yeah. that. I just exaggerated it. I never left his side and he mm-hmm. never. So we drew 1 1. We were up 1 0. We gave a like, Well, so the following week we played Morton up at Borough Briggs. Uh-huh. And there was two Australian internationals played for him at the time. I can't remember the boys' names, the brothers. So I got dealt again. Man Mark him. So I did it again. Mm-hmm. Man Mark them out again. Brilliant. I was getting other praise at this time. Mm-hmm. And so, did you enjoy that kind of role? I didn't mind a man marking role. Because mm-hmm. to me, a man marking meant man mark. I just, Aye. I didn't even look for a pass. I didn't know when to bar. I just followed him away. It was Aye. a shudder. Mm-hmm. So the following week, we played Peter Reid through Peter Reid. So the standard, I get other abuse of being a broker and through here. Andy Roddy. Andy Roddy's playing. Mm-hmm. Right, you're playing right back up against him, man marking him. His knee 
his bandage up, he's got stitches in his knee, I want you to open him up, Ken. That's what I was getting for the golfer. <laughs> so I didn't bother, I was high, Ken, because I've been playing great the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So I was five minutes in, he'd not make my three times, I couldn't get near him. <laughs> and it got bad, about a quarter of an hour in, my golfer shouting to him at a switch with my mate Grepius, he was left back. Ah, uh, okay. So I had to get a left back, well, Andy Roddy just he followed my, he came over with me. <laughs> and I thought, oh, he's one marking me, because he came. <laughs> I couldn't get near him, he uh, absolutely, he just annihilated my day, just, I, again, I got teen off again. But I got, I got teen off quite a few times at Elgin. I got teen off doing it at Sterling Albion and I was in a nightmare at left back. Uh-huh. And the gaffer looks like him running out the touchline towards me when I was getting the ball for a throw in. And he was con my and he says, Were you last night? I says, Aye. Again, I was like, The change out half time before he got in, I had my strip and on off. He's like, Farsi hat. I says, I'm going in a shiver. I'm a war. I've been a club fine for him, was it? Uh, I, I, I only got fined. I got fined once. By Elgin for not coming to training in time for a game was cancelled. Ah, uh, okay. But they actually told me that if for any reason I couldn't get up for training, uh-huh. I was allowed to train with the bro, which I did quite a few times. Aye, uh, okay. Because my, my dad drove my way, mm-hmm. and uh, if he was working, then I couldn't get up. Uh, so you just train with the bro. So I train with the okay. bro. Well, when I missed this scene, they find my two weeks wages. I says, but you tell me. I says, if I come up here on Saturday, I didn't pay for a taxi, so you've uh, got to have a taxi, sixty quid forever. Aye. Uh, so I find my that, and then. I thought, nah, I'm appealing this. Uh-huh. Well, me and my mate, mate Chrissy Love, Chrissy Love came from Edinburgh, used to play for Livingston. Lovey got fined in because he never turned up, but Lovey is in the thickest boys I've ever met in my life. <laughs> mental thick. So I, I says to him, I says, I'm appealing it, I'm putting an appeal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm there because I can't even spell, I can't write you. Know? He says, so I'm there, I'll just, I'll just talk it. I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm appealing this. So I appealed it. So we played Peter Reid. After the game, I got to go up to the main stand. The chairman was waiting to see my Dennis mm-hmm. Miller. I think he used to be chairman of Aberdeen at one point. Yeah, okay. And uh, uh, <clears throat> so Dennis was at the top of the chairman. And she was like, McGrath, what's, what's going on with this? Fine. Mm-hmm. And fits with the appeal. Because I wrote a letter now and saying. Okay. So I explained it to him. And he says, right, okay, leave it with me. Fine. Got dropped. That was it. So I got off my fine. I thought, well, you used to help back in train with the broke if I kind of hate her. Aye. I said if it was a game that's different I would uh-huh. need to get here but you still have to pay a taxi so is there only point in my coming to train him or I can just train with the bro so common sense prevailed then aye so the chairman chairman bail him out but the chairman was good there because when we used to go to games there was three or four of us for Aberdeen well obviously I'm broke but we used to meet in Aberdeen aye. and the chairman had a big Jaguar can. Okay. so he'd turn up in his jug into the committee boys aye. would drive the chairman's car okay. the chairman in the passenger seat and the three wheels or whatever in the back can. So we used to go down with the chairman. You'd be so like Archie. Going, going all right with the chairman. So it was a good laugh. And my mate used to drive, he was wild and I used to drive his car and boy uh, Gillis. Gillis was just, I was still in touch with him and I can I speak to him every now and again enough. But I made, I made a lot of pals up there, mm-hmm. good pals and I still speak to them. And they're not, it's not just boys for Highland League and I'm pleased that I back down the road and I and good, good, good. And still speak to them. Good. Good boys. So far call time when you're spent at Elgin, you or Elgin? Me. I, uh, I just had enough. <coughs> Excuse me. I had. Uh, I thought, nah, this is not for me. I need. To, I just need to go back. David Robertson, the team or best thing, kind of Rangers, ex Rangers player. Ex Rangers never did, would it? Uh, uh, Tino as manager, and uh, so I might turn up the training when Borgafa got it done. Turned up the training as BMW. Mm-hmm. Sure, and Robo in the number plate. And then the boy says to me, says Robo's here. I said, what's Robo? And I was like, well, I'm a Rangers fan. Uh, like, oh my God, it's David Robertson. <laughs> so, but he did not. 
Oh, he was fine. Don't get me wrong, he was a great guy, you know, but football-wise, I wasn't for him. So I wasn't a... They used to pop the squad after training Thursday on a changing mm-hmm. room. You were either looking for your name, Nate Beer, because if your name wasn't there, you didn't need to go. So oh, that was you in the session. <laughs> There's never worse when you see your name there, especially like at the time with me and a couple of boys, yeah, can't you were on the bench? Uh, see your name. Like, oh, I do the East Fifer. Oh, oh, I do forever on the bench again. But no, I I, uh, I actually got in touch with Calvin Morris, myself, and I said to him, look, I can't kind of have a chance at the Brock mm-hmm. taking me back. Mm-hmm. I want to come back. I says I've had enough up there, and I says it's been great, but I just want to come back. I said, and he says, why you didn't expect the Charlie? I says because you're not getting out of sense with the Duncan's. I says, I says so. I just <laughs> you never you said could, that, did you? Because uh, right, uh, you never leave some of this <laughs> stuff, Charlie, would come out again. I says I'd rather just you asked him for me. I says, uh, okay. I says I reckon it'll come out with And Calvin's like, it's all right, leave it with me. So he spoke to Charlie. So the next thing, I, I mean, I was in a pub again. Yeah, I was in a pub with my mates. Friday night and Davy Robertson phones me. He says, Oh, Ross, uh, we've had a, uh, a phone call for Fraserburgh, wondering if you'd like to, to go back. Okay. They've made an offer and that, but it's totally up to you. If you want mm-hmm. to buy, that's fine with us and all that. So I'm sitting up in a pint getting on the phone to him. I says, I need bother gaffer. I says, I'll, I'll see if I can get in touch with him, dear. I says, and see if they're saying. All right, okay. I, I don't really agree to go back. We don't mm-hmm. care. So I left it. I went back in the pub playing a band and up my mates for half an hour and I went back out in front of back. I says, I've just I've just spoke with them, they're broken out. I said, So if that's all right with you, I'll uh, I'll just go back. And I says, Thanks for that. And he says, that's not a problem. He says, if you're happy I can back, it's fine with us. So that was it. I just I just came back. And uh, that was it. That was the next day. Oh god, how long was that now? Two thousand and three, I think I came back. It's 2016, so now 15 years. So you didn't regret your time at Elgin, at least you give it a try, eh? No, I, I had to get a go, because mm. it, it was a higher level. I mean, playing at Hamden and things like that against Queen's Park, yeah. Just at itself, but I mean, the best thing that happened at Elgin was, probably for me, it was that I could take my dad to a Champions League final. We got, oh, the club got tickets, so so much tickets went into the hat with the players. Mm-hmm. So my name came out, so through that... And it was good. I returned to my dad for everything he'd done for me through football, taking my way. But I managed to take him to the Real Madrid Leverkusen game at Hamden. Oh, wow. And Zidane scored that goal. Oh, the goal that just makes about that. Right in line with Wow. So that was probably the best thing that happened, can't tell you. So, I mean, although I missed out in the league with the bro, I mean, that, that softened the blow. So Which I think we're going to want to speak about just very shortly. Yeah, probs. So, yeah, dad enjoyed the Champions League finally. Loved it, loved it. It was funny, first first uh, folk we see from walk in and Mark Forsyth and his old man. No way. Skin. It's the first things we see. <laughs> Mark all doing us and the two Burns at the time. Oh, cool. So and we were sitting behind, no, sitting in front of Tom Cowan off the ball. Oh, aye. He was there and a couple of the, the Elgin boys that obviously got tickets on her. So aye, it was great. Magic. But like I said, since I don't score that goal, we were banging line with uh, Amazing. Magic. Great memories, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay, Russ, unfortunately, during your time at Watt Elgin, he missed the Baroque title win. How did that feel? Strange, yeah, because obviously I wasn't there, I was at Elgin, but I still hung about with other boys, eh? mm-hmm. and they've won a league, and I was like, well, I don't But I don't get me wrong, I mean, I got a lie to it, didn't bother me, but um, from the actually won the league through at Cove, okay, and I was through the game with a couple of mates and that, and, and uh, I was nerve wracking game watching it again. But after it, they came home and they were out, and I was out with them and all. There was in DJs, and 
But it was weird, eh? Because Abdi's in their blazers, ties and everything, mm-hmm. and my jeans and everything. And it was, it was just a bit, it was more weird. I mean, I get my hand in a big grudge, you because it was great, because they held a lot of them were still at Ibrox for years after I knock it. Maybe one or two. They were there, visit uh, Stuart Finney, maybe. But the rest of them were there other days, so. I mean, it was great for them, and I was chuffed for them. But, uh, as I said, it, it never, it doesn't doesn't bother me, because I, I felt I had to go and try something which was a higher level at the time. Mm-hmm. I gave it a go, it didn't work out. Then, mm-hmm. Sod's law, broke on the league that year. Then. <laughs> and I, I mind coming out of Hamden, we played Queen's Park, and uh, I came out and my dad says, do you think the score was with the Brock today? I says, I can't play in Devonville, at Bells Lee. says, I can get beat. says, 8-0. First game of the season. Right, and I was yeah, like, okay. joking. Isn't that? <laughs> I was it after that. They just beat Abdi, was it? And they won the league. Wasn't the title in the form to start with, yeah? No. And I mind getting down to the Vale game, the, the Eden. They had to win. Two one. Two one. And doing well, the boys and that, watching it, the mm-hmm. place was heaving. And yeah, my mucker comes on and scores a heater. Mm-hmm. And then does his usual five minutes later, pulls his hamstring, but off again. So, and it set him up for the Cove game. Smiler scores the two goals. Giris decides to score an own goal for a I'll be in a bit of a knife edge for a minute again. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it was good. And like I said, especially boys, I mean, they, they deserved it, but boys went on and your Weems, your Malin, your Mikey, your Billy Gordon, kind of especially. Yeah. Man's played all 700 games for a bro. And uh, for them to get that, it doesn't matter how much league, as long as they got one game. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So they got it. So that was, that was good for them. And I was chuffed. I went down to the, the open top bus parade and all in the head again. Me and my mates were sitting with a care out at the, the Clydesdale Bank and it's uh-huh. when you were allowed to drink in the street yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, no, it was a it was a good day for them. I was chuffed for them because like I said, they were all my mates and all so mixed feelings you weren't there with the boys are on. I, I wouldn't say, I it was it was just weird because I was like used to hand the blazer on with Exactly. Game, I, and I didn't hate it on. But but it is fit it is, can't yeah. I mean damn, I have no regrets in football and I don't regret signing for Elgin. Mm-hmm. Only thing I kind of regret is Weems my best mate because he reminds me every day that he's got a league winners medal and I've never got it again. But you can ask Weems because he's been in the Champions League uh, final. Oh, right. Well, he's still got time, maybe. Yeah, he's maybe still got time to see a Champions League final. But nah, nah, it was good. It was good for them and it was great for the club and boys. I mean, <coughs> I mean, right, I think Mr. Chegwin was, was he a chairman at the time? I believe he was, eh? Uh, so uh, good for him and, like I say, pure man. If it happened to him, so mm. it was good for him and Finlay, die hard. Brock supporters, great for him. A lot of time for Finlay. Good friend. He's just a good all round man and a good man in the community and all. And he's doing well at SFA. Charlie, Brucey, been here all long and they go at the, the last game. Okay, it is. It's our boys that deserved it. It was not one off. They didn't buy a team and go win it. Boys that plugged the wall, plugged the wall. Boys had left that season that they maybe thought we might struggle. Um, I think PK had retired, Moby had left, I had left. But they brought other boys in and that boys worked their I wanna swear but they worked it off and uh, they got their just desserts and fit they deserved at the end, so not well done to them. Uh they did fantastic. I think I suppose the only disappointment is in a Dean since. No, Brooks as far as the league goes, massively underachieved. Mm-hmm. And I mean don't get me wrong at the time. You're probably about six, seven clubs that could have won a league through mm-hmm. a lot of the years. Your Keiths, your Vales, your Buckies, Kenna, Clarks, mm-hmm. Forrest, 
it's been heaps of folk won it or not, Ken. So Abdi <coughs> Abdi had a strong had a strong team and Abdi was cutting each other's throat if you want to taking points off each other. So um I think it was a lot more difficult back into win a league and especially to win a league cons I mean before Brock won it, I mean, when I started, Huntley was winning the five in a row they won the night. Mm -hmm. And what a team they had. Oh, that was a bit special, um, guys, weren't it? Aye, I mean, it was like men against boys when you play. And I'm digging it wrong when we played them. We actually seemed to give them a good game. And we, we did, aye. I think we, we probably won more than we lost, I would say. Um, but for a team to kind of do that, I think Bucky won it back to back mm -hmm. at some point, mine. And uh, when Bobby was there. Yeah, but that's never really been part of a brewer. I knew it is. They won it a few times now, but but no, it's it's a good league, a high league. You just think Ken Fraser's got to win it. But I think new a days uh, at the present time, it's as good a chance as any for a brewer to win it. But it's just a hurdle a brewer to get over. I think. I often thought with the brewer, we used to perform really good against the top teams. Mm -hmm. And then some of the lower teams, oh, we used to drop silly points. So much bogey teams, it was unreal. Mm -hmm. eh? But I I think maybe at the time, and a lot of it was well, maybe good for maybe 70, 75 minutes, and maybe just in that. That's what I think is different now. The, the players new players can run for 90 minutes and they, uh, they not even swipe. Uh, and you see the, the boys doing the road new. I, me personally, I think, obviously, he's got opinions, but I think the players back in the day. Were better players than the Brooks players knew. Okay. But their fitness levels is mm -hmm. unbelievable. Do you, mean, they, sorry, they, do you mean better individual players or better as a team? I thought that... You said the players back in your day were better players. I think individually I better players. Okay. But new, I think that the work more as a team now mm -hmm. and their fitness levels is is just through the roof. Because, like I said, for, for now I started playing and that, I can't think of one player that went to the gym. Nobody went to the gym. Boys knew your, their fitness. Your Ryan Cowies, your Fig, Paul Campbell. Ah, them. I mean, Paul Young, I don't think Paul Young's like, fit you've got muscle bound, but mm -hmm. as far as running goes, I mean, Boomer, they, they tell me if he does running wise. He's bleep testing things like that. He beats him and he's, he's 5Ks. Just a machine times. when it comes to running. That's it. It's mm -hmm. just ah, that, but again, maybe just sometimes are. Maybe, how do you put it? Maybe street wise. Maybe things like that can maybe let them do noon again. But, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen them for a while now, but, I mean, if they've got a big enough squad that they can head two first teams, you think oh, it would mm -hmm. be enough now to get them all aligned. They just, like I say, if they beat Brora, I think the rest will take care of the rest. Well, the way the league is now, I think they've kind of got to win every game to win the league now, because Brora's obviously uh, not going to lose much. That's it. I think, I think Brora's just that bit a heed of the else just now. And then you've got your Brock for Martin, Bucky, and Veruri. Behind them, but Brock's still a better team out of them. Mm -hmm. So it's like Brock, if Brock can just beat them, and then for the big games come against Brora, Aye. just just go all out and, and do them. But um, I say, I mean, maybe there's no, I don't think there's a nasty player in the Brock team now. You know, I get Boomer still there, but I mean, <laughs> he's part of furniture now, and he's just the pure man's not getting much luck injury wise. So, yes, you've never got your that kind of players now, nasty players. But then the game so, doesn't allow nasty players no really, does it? The game's it? changing now, so mm -hmm. there's another wise I've got to win games. There's no, there's no, they're not a vocal new either, either, I think. Mm -hmm. There's no a lot of boys that you can say shout and organise and DNS, DNS. There's no bullies, there's no. But like I say, that's football changing. Aye. But if you could take it off, oh, a, a bit of everything, mm -hmm. uh, every 
football team of you, I can all the years Aye. put it onto one. Then you do the full package, will you? But you, you can not finish it That's it. That's it. A big hybrid football team can take a bit off and fill up the. Be good. Well, we can just hope that this current Brock squad can mm -hmm. get us out of line and win it. So when you come back to the Brock Russell, going through your career, was any team ever tried to tempt you off the Brock? <clears throat> no. Would you ever tempted to go anywhere? Do you ever no. think maybe his time was going? No, once I came back to the Brock, up was like, How were you happy? Yeah. Brock players, I mean, nobody, nobody spoke to other teams, I don't think, either, because I think other teams can't, the Brockers didn't want to leave, mm -hmm. and especially at that time for other high league clubs, and I mean, at back in the day, I mean, you, you could have went to, I mean, the Keith manager, Martin Allen, Martin Allen said to me in the tunnel one time at the Bellsley, he just says there's a contract up at Kynick Park whenever you want it. Oh, okay. And I just went, Nah, you're alright. Can I just <laughs> broke loose? And was allowed to do that? <clears throat> was that maybe breaching contracts or protocol or whatever? <sighs> it's the same. It's just there's rules and regulations. If uh -huh. if somebody actually brings it up and mm -hmm. but Abdi speaks about things like that. Yeah, you're right. Speaking to managers, players, and mm -hmm. players were trying to trying to tempt you and uh, get you. Aye, other players asking you, would you come? Would you do this? But mm -hmm. there's not a lot of boys really asked us because, like I say, Abdi hated the brokers. <laughs> no, we're in your team. You know? And uh, it's funny, when we play the charity matches and nothing, you get the tunes off skin, and uh -huh. the brokers. And it's hard to just. You laugh about it now, Ken. Uh, we hated Abdi, I know, but it's just like, just hate brokers, and they just try and take a mick out of brokers. Them, them and us. Them and us, that's uh, Hunter does the charity matches, uh -huh. and he picks the teams. Mm -hmm. It should be kind of split, but you've got other brokers against the, the uh, tunes off skin. And Hunter still got the competitive streak in him, can he? Just wants to do it and kick the tunes or not. So, yeah. Well, was that a big thing to beat the tunes or so? It was, aye, because they were just that bit more arrogant and all, really. I mean, mm -hmm. boys, you've obviously got a, wee, a wind up like your Colin Mullins, Craig Stewart, and, and all them. They gave as good as they got for the side of the park and on the park. And, but, nah, it was. Again, it was just, it was just something about. <laughs> Abdi, when we spoke to boys and all, we went to your select. See, like, I mean, the boys eventually played for Scotland in the selection. Mm -hmm. Well, before that, it was just Highland League select. Aye. And we went to London and things. So you, you go to Ken, other boys and other teams, Aye. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was funny, you just didn't realise how fine boys are. They're probably the same as Ken. Aye. They're thinking, he's actually all right. He's actually all right. Aye. Just getting the time uh, to spend with them to find out for like that. Aye. So, well, so we went down to London with a, a heap of them. It was me, Mikey, Derek, Mulby, for the broch. Yeah. Trevor I, Fleming was in involved in that, or was he? No, at that time, no, Trevor yeah. was still a burn at that time, because I was only 17. Aye, okay. So Trevor's a few years younger than me. Mm -hmm. But um, we went doing there, I think Scotty Clark, I think Scotty Clark was with Peter Reid at that time, but ugh, didn't matter if he was Peter Reid or a bro, he, he still wouldn't have been was, kicked to the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, went to Peter Reid, so he was, that was it, nothing to do with him now. That was him shelved. Aye, um, but we had that, we, had our, we went down to London and we had a room, it was me and Mikey and Dinger, three beds, and we had a massive room, fridge, and all. Mm -hmm. Next thing is I chop at the door, can opens the door in, walks Mulby with his little trolley suitcase, can this suit and all. There's no way I'm sharing with Hunter. He came in, <laughs> Hunter, sorry, Hunter, he was there, and all. He says, No way I'm sharing with Hunter, he came in with us, and all. So that was it. <laughs> doing, doing for a, a wee warm up type of thing before uh -huh. we went to the, the actual game, and Charlie says, Right, you can. Uh, into the shop there's a shop around the corner you can go around and get some drink for your mm -hmm. just get whatever, a case of beer or a, a thing uh -huh. of wine sneak it in sneak it in up the stairs into uh -huh. your room so that then again oh, okay. so you've seen Stevie King uh, Peter mm -hmm. Reid 
Stevie King and uh, Scotty Clark. Darn still for Keith. Oh, well, that boy's coming in with a little box of wine. Maybe a couple of beers, can I? Yeah. So we comes round the we comes round the corner of four us with Moby in the trolley. We had a drink. We've taken the trolley to show. <laughs> We've come in. And you see Duncan Duncan's just standing outside with Bruce and they're looking hard. Shocking head. We're all laughing. Yeah. We're going in, into the reception of the hotel and the, the boy in the reception desk is looking at us like, all right, well Moby's working. Probably give him a tenner or something to shop in into the lift. Oh, they drink into the lift and then back out with the trolley upstairs. Filled the fridge. Fridge of the shelves were bending and arguing. <laughs> that was it. Party central in our room. Magic days, oh, eh? Oh, what a laugh. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can just picture them all like coming out of the corner of the trolley. Oh, uh, just sitting there and, and I might know the rest of them, uh, other boys' players, because it was standing outside the hotel, maybe in a fog or something. They're just looking, as I'd say. Brokers. Different breed. <laughs> different breed. Okay, so... Rangers played the Broch and you had a phone a video phone call with Mr Arthur Newman I believe I did eh? did your buddy Boomer organise that for <laughs> you it was funny because he said he would and I didn't think he would okay. so I was at work and I just got in a tractor at work started it up and my phone's gone I was like what's the phone I'm going to take out the phone and I seen it said Boomer FaceTime and I was like oh he's near and I pressed it and up came uh, Boomer Somebody to speak to you. I went, no, you've need dinner. Dinner. <laughs> Better doing Arthur Newman. Was it here to meet him? So, I was racing. Oh, that's uh, a legend, Arthur Newman. And uh, start with, I didn't again fit the set. Again, Boomer went away off the phone because he was a lad in a photo shoot. Okay. Or, he was on a lifeboat. That's further away. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I'm turning the tractor off and I'm at work and I've got folk shouting at me for the work. I'm going, fucking shop. Oh, yeah. I'm going, tell the boys, somebody in the phone. Arthur Newman. So I'm just sitting spigot. I can't even mind what I said like that. Probably something maybe I shouldn't have been saying about Slicker. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> again, but, He'd agreed. Uh, aye, aye, but he was good. And I, I might say to him, I says, I says how's, the, how's the boy looking? Boomer. He's going, oh, he looks okay, he looks okay. I says, oh, he's still fat though, is he? And he's laughing again. <laughs> he says, no, he actually looks okay. I says, no, he's not, he's still fat. <laughs> so, but I spoke to him for, I spoke to him for five minutes. Mm-hmm. But like I say, I can't even mind if I say it. I'm taking screenshots and I think I'm telling them to say us and say that, Ken. Rangers related, you can imagine. Aye. And just saying it back to me. I was buzzing, so. And then I, I come off the phone and I'm going to see my gaffer for a big Celtic man, Ken. Showing him the photos and telling him <laughs> I was on the phone. Oh. So, that nah, was good. It was good. I'll be able to do that, I know. I've been exciting to five minute phone call for you, haven't I? That was brilliant, huh? Well, again, two things that happened with that in was the Arthur Newman call and Mark Hatley came up to do the. Mm-hmm. The dinner thing in the Leisure Centre, like a sportsman's dinner, uh, night three match mm-hmm. dinner. So, Marty West, if I was the manager at Brooklyn United, mm-hmm. Marty had to kind of chaperone Hately if you went for the tough uh, duck into the thing. Okay. So, I, I, I gave Marty a shout. I says, Do my favour if you can. Mm-hmm. And he's a spare five minutes, come room by my mum and dad's. My mum's a massive Mark Hately fan. Oh, okay. Mum loved Mark Hately and yeah, the okay. Avengers, the long hair and all. My mum, me and my dad, well, my dad would have been, we got a poster out of the Rangers News. Mark Hately uh-huh. sent it to Ty Brooks asked him if he'd sign it for my mum so he did happy okay. birthday Jean okay. Mark Hately so if I get down to my mum's house Mark Hately turned up with Marty West wow so I into the house and I says to my mum my sister Abdi can't about it so Abdi was there no. and uh, I says to my mum two boys coming into the house in suits and she's looking she's going fuzz up Oh, so she's not seen Mark Hatley in a long time. Last time she's seen him with a long black hair, nothing again. He's mm-hmm. aged a bit, he knew the grey hair and the glasses, nothing. 
I says, is it? I got two boys for the council about solar panels or something like that. I says, like, yeah. So she went out and she's in the lobby and then Mark Hetley's standing there. He's like, all right, Jean. She's just, just dropped there. She was just like... <laughs> the moon <was>, open. <laughs> she was just like holding her at the, the door frame, kind of her, her hands. She couldn't believe it. And uh, I got the poster for my dad. I mm-hmm. gave it to Mark Hetley. I says, get up, I says, you signed it for her about 1991 or something. Uh, okay. So he says, yeah, he says, somebody signed up for you a while back and... So that was it. He came into the house for five, ten minutes and Brilliant. got photos of my mum and that and she was just on the moon. So. Fantastic. So she's been speechless for the first minute, was she? She couldn't believe it. And the, the usual, <laughs> can, the thing at women, can, they're not dressed. Ah. Yeah, she had her working clothes on and on and she wasn't happy again. But, but no, she was delighted. So it was funny. So like, fit bad. Twist and turns in football, you get the good and the bad. So uh, my mum and dad done often for my football boys. Uh, they often for my anyway, not just football, but mm-hmm. um, they were a big part of my football life and letting me do the football. And uh, so for me to manage to get my dad Champions League final, uh, get my mum to see Mark mm, Ellen, that was it. That's given back, isn't it? Aye, there's not much I could have done for them. But I managed to do that. So. Well, for probably your mum, it sounds like probably not much Mary could have done for a Macarabi. No, I should delight you there. So I should if he went to wash, she was just a, a wreck. <laughs> just stuttering and but she was loving it, she just couldn't believe it. And anybody video it? We got a video that I uh, either Maggie or my sister I think videoed it, eh? Brilliant. So when he came in and my dad and I was funny, my dad's face lit up in eyes. I did dad make anybody either, no. I think I can't mean if my dad can he was no my dad did can. I did can actually, sorry, mm. but apart from my mum. But uh and he actually came in and he's a big guy and I can't even tower on ours and uh, my dad my dad just got a bit excited and I was like and you've <laughs> but, got and you come out you've got the time you've got spare five minutes and you come brilliant. so did the neighbours came? no well, I just wonder if all the neighbours have been out looking about I think they're a Polish anyway so they wouldn't have cared for Mark Henry years ago hey, Mark Henry that's a wrestler Mark Henry uh, <laughs> uh, that's fantastic I mean Jean will never forget it no no. next time I see her I'll let you see her you see Mark Henry recently uh, that was it I sure loved it <laughs> Right. Uh, big thanks to Marty for doing it in our county. Brilliant. He, he didn't hate it, But he obviously did it because he came the kind of guy you were and you'd obviously been doing good stuff for him. Well, I'd been, I'd been playing with him at Broken Night mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, I think I just... I don't think I was still at Broken Night at the time, but um, but he's, he's a heart of gold, Marty. Again, he's, a, he's a good lad. Um, so for him to do that for me, well, I mean, I mean he's dead. <laughs> yeah, but fair it. play to you for even thinking about it. Well, when I heard that Mark Hartley was coming up, and then it was Marty that said to me, he says, oh, he says, I have to chaperone him. He was excited, and he's a Rangers man, and huh? He says, I have to chaperone him, I have to get him for the tufted duck and take him in. Mm-hmm. So right away, I've got the, the, Brain dog, the good. dogs are going. Good. I says, I can fucking get this for my mum, and she'll just be delighted with that. So. Fantastic. I, I can just picture her face opening that door. Ah. Yeah. She's come out of the lobby, she's looked, and you just seen the split set, because she thought it was boys for the council. Aye, aye. And you then she just up. seen, and, she, and then she clicked her, and... Yeah. Her face, it was just a picture like it was funny. And then her knees buckled, right? That was it, she just buckled. And uh, uh, he came in and got photos with Abdi and I. And he, he came as you came in and he went ruining everybody, it was in the living room, shocking their hands. Fantastic. I think the only one that was there was my brother in law, my sister's man, but he's an Aberdeen fan, he wouldn't even care anyway, so <laughs> he wouldn't have missed him. <laughs> Magic. Right, I have a question for you. I remember your last game at the Brock, your 583rd game. The end of the game, you had a guard of honour. I organised that for you. Well, it was, I think it was a spur of the moment. Um, I think I was I was supposed to come off, obviously get substituted, and obviously yeah, a round of applause for whatever got off. Um, but Baz, Aidan Coombe, 
Mm-hmm. He went down injured and uh, he wanted off. And a couple of boys were getting on at him saying, you can't have come off. Mm-hmm. Skip's coming off. He's getting subbed. You yeah, can't okay. have come off. And he's like, I can't have play on. I'm, I'm not going to. Sorry to interrupt you. Did you Ken? you was supposed to come off to get the reception? I had a feeling it was going to happen. Ah, okay. I had a feeling. And uh, it was funny because I didn't know what to come off because it's just my nature. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to come off. I just mm-hmm. wanted to buy it on. Um, and then for went off. I think Boomer was a dugout and Boomer was getting belters <laughs> for coming off because it was supposed to be me was coming off. So anyway, the game finished. And like I said, for some reason, I ended up with it for William. Boys just shaking their hands, I the, the managers and that. Mm-hmm. And I turned around, unbeknown to me, other players had made a guard on or going off. So I think because of it happened with me and getting substituted, because mm-hmm. they were walking off, I think Leesky, Boomer, Heiser, Fever, Wally, I'm not sure, um, were like, we need to do something for him coming off. Yeah. And then one of them had I came for, somebody just says, well, we'll just wait for him coming off. So it turned into a guard on her. And for I turned around and seen that, the nasty fit my player turned into a wreck kind of just the tears and nothing came and I was just my mum and dad wife I was like oh again fill up thinking about it I'm like, uh, you know the fans clapping you again I was like that's it it's finished again horrible it was good but it was uh, horrible eh? thing, he was a huge fan favourite so the reception plus you walked for the, the dugout to the touchline looking mm. straight at his guard on her mm. who was you thinking stop greeting him like a bump <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the worst thing you see your fo- uh, your folk, your family again. Aye. See them, my mum and dad. That's the emotional them. side of it, eh? And uh, when I came off, it was funny at the time, and I, because I think I got too emotional because I was got a hand the captain's armband or a boom on the way out because okay. he was obviously taking off from that. But mm-hmm. I was just a wreck, and I, I didn't even stop for like a split second just to clap. I did clap back, but mm-hmm. I couldn't even stop. I was just a wreck. I went off into change room, I was bobbing a lot, and that, and, and that was that. And I get a hand the captain's armband to boomer, so it was weird, eh? Uh, it's just a weird. It's been a feeling. Finally, funded it uh, actually sink in. That was you done with the Brock. Well, we'd been. See, I mean, we've been doing all right the season before because we won two trophies. We beat uh, Inveruri and we beat Cove in the Cup Finals. So it's not like I felt like I was finished anyway. Mm-hmm. But for fun, this following season started. Mark changed the system a bit. He wanted to play back three, things like that. I was not comfy in a back three. I did not like it. And there was a couple of games, I had a couple of bad games. So I got dropped. Never been dropped before, I know again. Maybe spotted dummy a wee bit, I know again. Uh, uh, with Mark? No, not really with Mark as such, because, like I said, managers have got entitled to do for the win. I, uh, I didn't mm. grudge managers doing for the win. Um, but I just kind of teen assault because I wasn't a player. Uh, okay. So I remember we went to Fort Martin, and Fort Martin obviously had got the team lines, and I'm mm. on the bench. So I mean, walking out and Paul Lawson and Craig McEwen and that place for Fort Martin. Mm-hmm. They're st- I don't know if they were playing on me, but they were looking at me and they went, why are you on the bench? Again, you ask a manager, right? And they were looking as if they said something right here. And then I went out warming up and then as I was coming off, Hunter's standing there with his arms folded looking at me and he's, why are you on the bench? It's done again. It's just manager picks a team now, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you feel over him a dig at you or inquiring? I think I think Lawson and McEwen were happy because they used to be them well especially Lawson he's like kicking into Lawson that's why um, my chins are safe today but it'll just work because I seem to have a good game against Fort Martin aren't I mm-hmm. um, so we went out and they played and they, we got pumped 4-0 but I, I sat in a dugout hell game I never warmed up or nothing away, but oh, right. I just wasn't interested again uh, so the following week I think we played uh, Clark 
and we were beating them, I think we were beating them 2-1, about 10 minutes to go, or 3-1, something like that, but we ended up drawing, and at a time I thought he could have put me on, or put me and Boomer on, to just to make sure we got three points, mm-hmm. so it did not happen, so I thought that's another game, and then I came back, I think we played against Huntley, and he played a back three, and I played, and I can't remember, I think I gave a lot of or a pass back, Apart for the pass back, I, I, I had a decent enough game, mm-hmm. but I just didn't like his back three carry on. If it was he didn't like it with back three, you used to play him just as solid back four. I just, the back three just to me seemed like, father was at the right or the left, whether it was Heiser or Stuart Taylor at the time, I think, whatever. It just seemed like they were the competitive gun winning the ball, and, and I was just stunning. And I'm, it was my game, going attacking the ball, okay, the ball. Right, I just, right. And I just felt now. like I was, I mean, I then, if I've, if I'm not being competitive and battling mm-hmm. with a striker or whatever, I'd for now tend to want to mess about with the ball and go back to my striker desk. Want to try a cross turn or, or something again. Which is next uh, idea. It's the best idea. time to back now. So, no. but at the same time as the weeks was going on and all, I was just, I just like I said, the fire on the belly went out a bit. It was just like I just didn't feel the same. Whether it's because I was getting dropped a couple of mm-hmm. games, I wasn't used to. Whether it was because I was a lot older than Abdi, things were changing, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the feeling in the change room, all my mates was gone. I was mm-hmm. the last of a certain bunch, if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a change in any guard. So I mean, Finn Menzer left. Finn Menzer left. I would say Menzer and then me was kind of the last two of a certain Aye, okay. era. Um, again, Boomer was, I mean, Boomer's about eight, seven, eight years younger than me, so that's, that's still another, that's a fair bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Finn Menzer left. And when I, I drink in the Bellsley Bar and, and I, I can't remember if the time we went over, nine, ten o'clock, I went a taxi, seen him over, <laughs> back in the Bellsley Bar, I was bawling greeting because my mate was over, I was like, I'm a last team, can I? Uh, come in and the wife's going, what's wrong with you? I says, I miss men's already, he's just a one a taxi, I says, I'm a last team, uh, yeah, things were kind of getting to my way and I was just like, it's just not the same, it's, like you say, it's changing of the guard, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's different, uh, you know these boys that are just absolute beast fit fanatics, can and mm-hmm. And I just wanted to go out and get a pint for me and Boomer again. Just keep being the, just, the guy you were always were. Aye, like I said, it was, mm-hmm. a, it was just culture change. I was changing, so... Um, it was like, well, I'll see how long I go. But like I say, we had a great season with Kowie that year. Because mm-hmm. we won the two trophies. Uh-huh. I think I got man of the match in the first cup final. Uh, second day, I came off with 10 minutes to go up. I my hamstring and Dixon scoring a winner. So we won that in, and uh, Oham was fine. Best best thing about that story, when we played Cove, and obviously Hunter had left the mm-hmm. season before, went to Fort Martin. Hunter thought he had a better chance of winning the league and mm-hmm. with, with Fort Martin and forever, so it turned out they never won nothing. <coughs> um, after we beat Cove, and had a drink and nothing, so we're going home. Mm-hmm. So, going out in Varuri, we're going by Pit Maiden, for uh, Martin's okay. So I think, I can't remember who the driver was. I'm sure but it was a bus driver It says, oh, they want a photo opportunity. So right away, I think it was me, me and Dixon, I think, was like, aye. Uh. And Cowie was like, no, aye. So we all went out. Uh, uh. Fort Martin's got a team bus, the Fort Martin bus yeah. outside the ground. Mm-hmm. So we stopped right outside. Well, I went over, I got a team photo at Fort uh. Martin's ground with the Fort Martin bus. I like me, and know, was in it. Uh. Cowie bed out of tea bottle, they like. Okay. Yeah, maybe being the manager, you got to do certain things, right? Yeah, I suppose. Better yeah. rest of us, that straight in, team photo in front of us. <laughs> Sent it to Hunter, so we're getting pilters for Hunter and Martin mm. again. Did he tuck it so, in good, Ben? <clears throat> well, he didn't get Hunter, he just sulks all the time, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was alright, he never really. Didn't he? He just. 
laughed it off and probably called called us a few names, but that was gonna be the best bits. But like I say, it was it was a good season, mm-hmm. and then the second season started started fine, but it just just things just and again it was like I say, it was just end of an era when I had to go. And also things changed, but in your heed, things were also changing as well. They were aye, because I was like I say, the boys were totally different. It's just. Mm-hmm. Even the banter, the banter was different, Ken, and you didn't feel involved some with some of the uh, banter. Not you didn't feel involved, but it's like, I can't remember. It's about Ken, I'm like, say, I'll do the wife, Burns and I, and they're a young single, loon, some of them, and doing this at the weekend, doing that, and I was like, I just don't enjoy this name, it's not for me. So you just thought time so ago? So I thought time ago, so I haven't seen Mark and Baxter, and probably had a greet again in the office about, about leaving. Mm-hmm. And Finlay actually said, well, I can't mind, there's, there's a few players left to Brock, and Maybe didn't I get the? How would you say the like the reception for the fans and the leaving Aye. the way they should have? Aye. And Finlay says, "It's not got to happen again." He mm. says, "If I've got anything to do it," he says, "So you and a bit, you will something will happen." So they decided that the Fort William game would be my last game. Mm. Two weeks, I think it was two weeks at the wait because we were away from him. I think for mm-hmm. two weeks, so I had to wait a couple of weeks and then played it. And it was fine. Oh, the game was fine. Up to about quarter an hour to go, my mm. mood started going dry and I, I couldn't think it was coming. Aye. And I was, I says to Heiser, I says, I can't go up. I start greeting and we're still playing. He's <laughs> laughing, yeah. So I got my I got my usual booking just before the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Your last booking for the Brock. And that was it. But it was funny because I got a couple of phone calls in that two weeks when I said I was leaving. Obviously, word got out. Aye. Um, I think the, the Huntley game, I said I was, that was me done. Definitely finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I'm right in saying Scotty Fraser maybe had a testimonial or something like that for Bale and Abdi was at his dinner a lot of boys were at his dinner okay. so the rumours are going about about me mm-hmm. so the next thing I've Hunter phones me and I, I text my sorry and I, ju- I just text him back I says look we are respect for the Brock I says I'm not going to respect the clubs until I've, I'm done until Cowie and Kemp man and says look we'll just wrap your contract up we're not going to think that was good of them I says well I wouldn't expect it not 38 year old you know what I mean so mm-hmm. Because yeah. I did say to them, I said, Look, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to say I'm stopping fit, but I'll probably go somewhere else. If uh-huh. I uh, which I did. So Hunter texts me, and then I was in the community dentist, and I've got a voicemail. I says, eh, so This is Graham Stewart, Bucky manager. I wonder if I can hear a word with you. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, Spider. It's your old pal, wouldn't it? I'm thinking, Spider's phoning him. I can't stand Spider. Uh-huh. I hated him. So I phoned him, and I goes, Why are you phoning me? Oh, I heard you're leaving and that, and I got your number for Cowie and blah blah. And so he told me what it might have played to end the season. And again, I could have got a league winners medal because I won a league. Yeah. And I says, I just tell Spider there now. I says, Spider, ah, and you says, fine. I says, but I ain't pulling on a green and white strip for maybe. I says, I ain't wearing that strip. And he goes, Are you winding me up? I says, Nope. I says, I ain't wearing a green and white strip. So I heard that strip. story before, but now I've got for the horses, man. No, no chance. And I mean, my dad said to me, Basically, that's rubbish. Again, for me, you need to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I says, you got to wear a green and white scarf for the games. He's like, he <laughs> was drunk. I was like, well, I says, honestly, I can't, I can't see my in a green and white hooped strip. Right. Rangers man, and it might sound petty, but I don't care. That's just how I feel. But you uh, did the right thing for you. I says, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So it was funny because I left the Brock and they won a league. Mm-hmm. When I was leaving Vale, eh, when I was leaving Elgin, Devonville, try to sign me, mm-hmm. and I knocked them back because I went back to Brock. Well, they won a the league, mm-hmm. and then. I knocked back Bucky and they won the league so I had three opportunities and I knocked them all back but, um, but you didn't have a great one of that knockback so you gave the clubs no no no, no. Well, yeah. I, for a knockback spider 
I tell him I wasn't, I wasn't really sure if I was going to do either. Mm-hmm. And I think that was at the weekend. Well, on the Monday night, I went through to speak to Hunter. Mm-hmm. And I basically signed there and then with Hunter. Aye, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't care. Not as all these boys coming into the Fort Martin ground. I says, what's that? She says, oh, we've got a reserve game tonight, 21's game. Uh, playing Bucky. Oh no, Spider's got to turn up. <laughs> so I'm standing at the tunnel, full works, and it's Spider, but I can't see him. Mm. I can hear him, but I can't see him. He's round the door, and I can hear him speaking to Hunter. And Hunter's going, Ah, oh, he's signed. And Spider's going, No, he's not. He says, I he is. He says, Who are you? So Spider, and he started giving my pelt. I uh, says, Spider, I was genuine. I says, I ain't wearing that strip. No chance. <laughs> so again, like I said, somebody I hated, and he hated me, Spider hated. Couldn't stand me. Was either. that just on the pitch or bait or hand off? Well, we just. I never ever had a drink with him or nothing after a game or sport. Oh, right. So we hated each other, but see now, man's brand new. Eh? So on the pitch you'll be the same same sort of nature. Oh, even if we played new, I'd still try and kill him. Eh? Uh, He'd probably be the same to me, but, <laughs> but I'd have a pint with him. But we've, we've uh, been to charity games again, take good. a pint and nobody gets on great. Eh? So but I that was that was at the time it was strange. But signing for Hunter was a no brainer at the time. So mm-hmm. um for Martin we're still in we had a chance of the league at that time. But I went to her and then I can't remember, I pulled my house I did money, I did something so it was a few weeks before I got in the team. And uh <clears throat> but I enjoyed it, it was good, yeah. But that's a different you see the difference at different teams. I mean I kinda like a Billy Gordon. I have heard him speaking about things before. He's heard he's heard like some Moby says something or myself says something mm-hmm. on the podcast, he's maybe near liked, but he's only been at one club and seen one thing and one manager. He's never been to other clubs, so mm-hmm. he can't really can compare them. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Fort Martin, let's say fitness wise, Brock players were really fit and battling in mm-hmm. your face and tough. But see, if you went up, when I went to Fort Martin, mm-hmm. that player were not like that, but see, they're, they're actual fitbar. Uh, I would call it sexy fitbar. Again, they're just mm-hmm. passing an astro turf and that. It was just, you kind of, they're all playing a bit higher and uh, The team that's training maybe more serious. Mm-hmm. They're passing drills, they're, they're fit of their shooting drills and. It was a it was a joy to watch sometimes in a training at Fort Martin. You'd stand back and just watch your Paul Lawson, uh, your McEwen, your Andos, mm-hmm. see them pinging a barboot. Eh? Brilliant. Do you think Nashville Turf fucking seems like a wee bit faster? Oh. Uh, the fearsome. bar just moves faster and as well. Jamie Marson was at Fort Martin at the time. See mm-hmm. him moving in Nashville Turf. Uh, Unbelievable. But it was it was good to watch again. It was just different. And then I went to Turf. Mm-hmm. Went to Turf and it was totally different. Ross Jack and everything I used to watch on the TV for uh, mm-hmm. And uh, his methods again, it was. It was it was good. It was a good. And you you think back, you think should I went about some other teams when I was younger. Uh, kind of maybe moved instead of just being a home bird. But uh, but it's for your heart telling you when you're young. So you just you follow your heart. That's it. You? Yeah, your heart rules your head most mm. of the time, and that's what I think happened to a lot. Of us. a lot of us kind of moved. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of Brock players being me spoken about or asked to go. Brock had a lot of fantastic players over here. Definitely, definitely. I mean, well, there's a few who said trials and all. We went to places, but again, mm-hmm. probably the. <laughs> the Brock attitude didn't get us there again. So, so that was it. Well, but your career, you had a fantastic career at Brock. Fans favourite, you won loads of trophies. No regrets. And you've just, well, exactly, no regrets. And you had some brilliant memories, mates for life. Oh, aye, definitely. Now, speaking about all these good players, pressure time. <laughs> so basically, I'm just need to pick your, your best 11 in a quick. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you fit in the team. Mm. Well, fit D this time. I mean, like I said, I've, I've done a, a couple of things before asking for my players, and it's like kind of mm-hmm. the same players for like the same era. Okay. Start. Mm-hmm. So I was got like more like under Hunter, Mark, maybe try and pick other boys that I played with. Fair enough. So, so a goalie, I'll go with Whiskey. Mm-hmm. 
Um, after playing so long with Billy, Billy, Billy's an unbelievable goalkeeper. He, okay, keep the, going. He did the best in the Highland League shot stop or like just the the sheer presence of the man. He's a big goalie again, and uh, but Leesky came in at the time, a young lad, mm-hmm. but he could play football now. And you see football players, aye, goalkeepers nowadays, they're football players. So it was the first time we'd actually played with a goalie that could, because it's brilliant, a goalie is Billy West. Billy yeah. could not play football, that's how he's still can. Uh, but at least he brilliant with his feet. Um, but just a, an all-round good goalie. And, all. and I think he, he learnt for Billy a lot as well, I would say. But uh, half a pitch, brilliant. Aye. Absolute scream. Just a nutcase, like. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in the bus once playing a game. It was at least he came out of the game. It was called flip, sip or strip. Aye, okay. And you basically had a, a coin. You, f- you had to flip it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think if you got it right, you passed it on to the next team. If you got it wrong, you had to take a, a, an item of clothing off. Aye, okay. So by the end, it was Leesky at lost. Eh? So Father was last to the, the day a strike on the bus and back up again. So Leesky lost, so he's naked. Running down the bus <laughs> and back again. So Hunter's gone ballistic. <laughs> so Abdi's so arguing up the back, Abdi's full of drinking. At least he's naked, arguing with Hunter Ken, so... Yeah, so that was Sam, just a madman, but, I mean, most goalkeepers are mad on aren't they? So, well, they say you've got a bit daft to be a goalie. Ah, uh, you've got to be to throw yourself at folks' yeah. feet all the time, haven't oh, you? Yeah, so. I thought so. But a, a nice lad as well, even for I went through my, the care home with the cancer, and I, he, uh, he, uh, he was the first thing to kind of ken about it, because I seen his mum in the hospital, she was a receptionist, or she's oh, a right. person that worked in there. Oh, okay. And when I went through, nobody can that I was going through for I was going through. Oh, and right. I seen her, and I can obviously she's got to keep confidential. And she came like, for you, right? Oh, I can whiskey's mama, I would play the whiskey every week. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to whiskey and I said, I don't know if your mum said on it. He says, Oh, she wouldn't say it anyway because of her job. Mm. And so I tell whiskey. So whiskey at that time was he said it was a shoulder to cry on, but he was right. fighting to suspect to somebody and let somebody care. And, and, and he kept it to his cell until I did. So he's a good mate that way as well. Good, good, good. Yeah. Or if he fucks a neighbouring supporter. Aye, I'm, I'm playing for Peter, he don't know, but we'll <laughs> let him off. Right. Uh, we'll let him off. Okay, so your defence? Uh, right back, I'll go for my mate, I'll go for Dicko. Okay. Um, Very popular choice for right back. Aye. It's as close as I would say you'll get to Derek Mill. Mm-hmm. Same idea, just up and doing the right flank all the time. Just a, he's like a train. Solid and a hard player, but played in the middle of the park, but he was a, he was a really good player, Mark, as well. He's just. It was not just being tough. He was a good football player. Scored some good goals. A lot of goals in cup finals. Um, and again, off the pitch, just amazing. Uh, just a scream. Just an, I've never laughed so much. I don't think my whole football career is what I've laughed with Dicko. He's in the funniest boys out. But I think me and him just need to look at each other. I mean, one time we had a bit of carry on going up to Wick. We're laughing in the bus. I'd lost it. But for now, when I start laughing, I can't stop. And it's usually down to Dixon. Me, him and Boomer never. So we got to Wick and Hunter's doing a team and I still mind like looking up and seeing Dicko. Hunter's trying to be serious <laughs> and I'm trying my best not to laugh and I've got a smirk on and then Hunter sees me and I'm like looking away and Hunter goes, what's wrong with you? And I was like, before I started laughing, I said, I says, I need to go. And I went out and did a warm up myself and he's got in and he's asking Dicko, what's wrong with him? And Dicko's going, I back in, I back in. But I just had to look at Dixon and I started <laughs> laughing and even knew I text him missed days back and forth it. And he's still the same. He's he's a laughman, but he's a he's brilliant, a brilliant guy. But again, only one fault is a Peter Reid of it. Never mind. At least he's sports Rangers, eh? Aye, aye, he's a good blue nose. I've met him a couple of times doing football matches and at Rangers games. So. Good, good, good. 
So if you give me a left back first, then we'll get your centre halves. Alright, left back, I'll go for Neil Main. Okay. Um, just a, a wand or left fit. I think a, a lot of boys enjoyed playing with Junior just due to the fact that mm -hmm. the bars that he could ping up to their feet or, okay. or just into them, it was just effortless. Okay. His free kicks he could hit, he could hit a bar, his tackling was tackling was just reckless, but he just seemed to get off with it. Mm -hmm. And he was like his brother's bodyguard and okay. And if only hit all men's or young men's I was in and yeah, and I thought they'd be their way around, wouldn't they? Oh, oh, they were as bad as each other, but <laughs> they just looked after each other. But yeah, they used to argue with each other all the time. Aye. But they were good. And, uh, I, mean, I mean, he scored a goal against Wick, I think. A boy actually nailed him in the middle of the park against Wick. And aye, it was a bad tackle, expecting a free kick. And the only way they played on, went up the pitch, up at the, the grander swings end, and Wick mm -hmm. scored. And Junior's trying to get up, and his leg was killing him. So we're a lot of kicks in, I think it was like 2 2 or something. Couple of minutes to go, and uh, I says to Junior, I says hit it. And he's, he's still trying to get up again. He's like, I like bending over, hugging his his uncle. I says hit it. I says look at the keeper. So I can't mind fourteen centre. They just laid it back, and he just got this thing to fifty yards, sixty yards, and right over into the keeper. I heard a keeper even into the back of the net, and he still could barely stand. Yeah, and he scored. But and as far as I laugh, you know, there's not much players thicker. But. Uh, some of the stories with him is I've, I've told a story before, but then then for the phone he didn't he didn't see I think that Brucey and Charlie worked together, so he phoned Brucey and to get hold of Charlie. Uh, Brucey Morgan. Uh, so Brucey tell Junior he says look, Charlie's in Tenerife. Mm -hmm. He did ken Charlie was a slighter ken. Uh -huh. He says he says well tell him to come down off the reef and speak to him. I thought he was saying he's tea on the reef. He says no, he's so in, he says, he's in Tenerife. Reef. Junior thought he was saying he's tail on the reef. No. He says tell him to come down after reef and speak to him. I'm like, oh. Is so, this a true story? That's a true story, huh? Oh, <laughs> I, you wouldn't believe some of the stories with Junior. <laughs> but absolutely, oh, what a lovable guy, yeah. Just because he's just that daft, Ken. But, oh, mate. He was doing some stick for that, didn't he? Oh, but he just, he just kind of put up with yeah. it. He didn't bother. He didn't, oh, he okay. didn't bite him in either, Ken. He just gloried on. But what a man. <laughs> What a man. Oh, man. Right, first year, centre-half partnerships. Yeah, well, I say for a f I'll go back in time with Asin, because then I picked him a four. I'll go with Jimmy Young. Because, like I say, when okay. I first got to the bro, Jimmy was, you know, the, the stalwarts, if you want, and Nina Abdi looked up to. He was just 100% training, 100% in the game. Mm -hmm. And I mind, when I, I got picked back to, to centre-half at the time, I played with Jimmy. Jimmy was like a sweet Bernard in the centre half. And I mean his testimonial against Aston Villa. Okay. And uh, I had to mark Julian Jochum, who played for Villa at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wee boy up front. Uh, he, was, he was playing every Saturday on the, on the TV. And Andy Stephen was actually supposed to be marking him. But Andy turned up half canned. It was a Sunday game. He turned up. He still blew up. So Duncan <laughs> says, You're not playing. So I, I had to play with Jimmy. Mm -hmm. And he was a joy to play with, you know. He'd, like I say, he didn't. It was not half a verbal, he didn't shout and he didn't mm -hmm. do that, but he spoke, he spoke to you now and again and you listened to him mm -hmm. and he was just a, just a fantastic guy and, a, and for years after he still came to Brock Games, you still speak and mm -hmm. I tell you things and again, charity matches, a couple of matches with Hunter that organi Hunter organises, Jimmy's still playing can, uh, and he's still fit as anything this day, can, a just a machine. Good, so if I play back here with Jimmy? Oh, I thought I'd play with Jimmy now. 
All the choices, isn't there? There is a lot. I've, I've picked the likes of your Boomers, your Flemings and that four. And Are you putting yourself on this side? No, I'll, I'll, I'll keep myself out. I'll keep myself. I'll give somebody a game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll go for it. Maybe a, a strange thought might not think I would have picked him, but see Scotty Clark. Mm-hmm. Scotty Clark. I wouldn't say we didn't get one. I was just, I can't, he was a, he was a strange kind of guy, Scotty, but um, he was off a grumpy and other things, but a football player. He was brilliant. Mm-hmm. He played right back or, or uh, like a sweeper, but he had he always had a bit between his teeth playing games. But he mm-hmm. was he was an eight like Derek Mullins, like an eight nine out of ten every game, and uh, like I say, you you could I was kind of dependent Scotty, and if you needed a if you needed a boot up the you know foot, he mm-hmm. would uh, he would gear it. Didn't matter if you were a Paul or near Paul, or fit, he would tell you straight in. And I liked that about him as a player. He was uh-huh. he was a brilliant player, Scotty, and he went to play for Peter Reid. I think he, I think he left us and came back again, if I mind right. Uh, I and, mean, uh, Scotty mainly as a right back. Aye. Uh, uh, but he, he played both, but he, he would yeah. have been been a right back and all, but yeah. he was a quality player. Okay, that's your defence, sorry. Fit in the middle of the park. I thought he'd been in there. Right, middle of the park. Oh, that's the I'll go with, with Jamie Bagri. Okay. Um. Jamie, when he first came to the club, was was like he do his time. Okay? And he was mm-hmm. one to play f- at the time. Can you were you were picking lag bars into corners and stuff like that? Jamie wanted to play football, mm-hmm. and I think when he was younger, that's why he left the Brook because the way we played at that time, it was just that's how we got taught. It was just bound the corner for Mikey mm-hmm. PK forward to, to chase, mm-hmm. and uh, so the midfield got missed out a lot. And I think that kind of frustrated Jamie because he was too good a player, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he wanted to go on the bar and play football. Aye. And like I say, we a lot of us didn't leave the Brock. Jamie decided to leave the Brock, went to Cove, mm-hmm. won the league, mm-hmm. and had a great career. Now he's back at the Brock, strutting his stuff again. He's quite a composed player. Mm-hmm. And uh, his legs must be going new because he's, he's ending up in a, the back four now. Back in position. Uh, <laughs> I used to say to me, centre half's easy. And then I spoke the meantime after the game, and he said, not easy, is it? <laughs> I said, you're pinging buzz and all over the top, you're missing out of midfield. Yeah. What <laughs> he used to get on it was for. So. Oh, okay, but no, he's a, he's a good player and comes from, I say, he's all man's a topper, all man as well. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, next to him, we'll play Wally West. Just Mr. Dependable, isn't he? He certainly is. Yeah, I always say this, I think Wally's fault sometimes, he's just as nice on the pitch as he is off it, can uh, he's another he's never got a nasty streak in him and, uh, but 100% of the time strange guy though likes likes to try different things to for his fitness again uh, I think in time he came in with like he came in with like a crate of beetroot juice or something because somebody must have mentioned that, that it was good for him again right, uh, he would he'd try all these weird things to make him mm-hmm. better and <laughs> mine hunter says that in time yeah <laughs> Right, but he just he says to Wally, I says, what's wrong with you? You're off a tired or you're off a rat. I think you need a doctor's appointment. You might hear anything, you might hear AIDS, I again. And he's just laughing. And Wally's just looking at Hunter, and Hunter, like, seriously, he says, there's just something, there's something there right with you, man. You need to stop, you need to stop beetroot juicing, you need to stop trying, I say, just, just be normal, Ken. It's like, but he's just a machine, he's the same, just, I was lean, fit, and... Never miss training, never miss games. You say Mr. Dependable. Mr. Right? Dependable. And I mind when, when I get injured in the cup final against Cove, and I was like to go off, so I gave him a skipper's armband. 
and he says to me, he says, that was one of the best things he ever, he only got it for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but he was just delighted wearing it, and, and gave him his due, and, and the game stopped, the first thing he did was come back, and put it in my arm to go up and get a trophy, Magic. so, just a, a right nice lad, nice family, mm-hmm. um, I mean his testimonial, and now he's, uh, oh, the, the wives were invited, and I, so we started getting him pilters, he says, well this is costing enough for us to get in there, mind take our wives with us, can so, eventually he, he put a thing on, which was good on me, put a thing on saying, well it was his wife actually, she put on, Wally would like to invite the partners for, for nothing I think, so that's off a good on, can which it was, mm-hmm. so then I text him, I says, that's off a good idea not for the wife and blah blah, I says, but me and Maggie's not got a manage, we've got a Stone Roses concert in Manchester, that's a lot cheaper than your testimonial, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I actually missed his testimonial then because I was at Manchester, <laughs> Format so, new white player. Well, you've got it. Well, you've been in four in the mid, middle of the park. Aye, I'll go four in the middle of the park. Okay. Aye, because I like I just like a four four two. Um, I'll go on the left. I'll go all in hill. Okay. Just a straight forward, just fast player, and just a crack and left fit in him. Never miss penalties. Just and he eventually taking a stint up front and on. He was just his pace was just rapid. Eh? He just he just went by boys like the one there. And when he was on his and he was on form, he was unplayable. Uh, I, I like Alan as well, he was sulky, he, was, mm-hmm. he would get annoyed if he didn't get the ball, he'd get annoyed if you didn't do the right pass, he, mm-hmm. and he would fall out with you again. Okay. And he wasn't afraid to fall out with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, when Hunter came in, maybe a wee bit of a clash, Ken, he just, there was a couple of boys at the time, I think he'd call me a bit sulky, Ken, and mm-hmm. Hunter being a bit like that, oh, and I, they kind of clashed, and he left to go and manage mad. At a young age, uh-huh. um, but that's a path he he wanted to do. He, mm-hmm. he chose, and he's been to a few clubs, and I think any seeds. I mean, he's at Huntley just now, but I think if a job came up in like a football academy and that, because he's got the qualifications, uh-huh. if one like that, he would he would love to get out a go. So he's he's a clever lad as well. But no, I just I mean we played Aberdeen in pre-season games, and we just tore him apart. I think in time we beat them three one, and uh, Alan just went by them like they were there. But it was nothing, he didn't trickery, nothing like that, he just knocked the ball and away he went, uh, he just couldn't catch him. And his finishing at times was, was unbelievable. Uh, he was pretty good for that goal, Haley, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Aye, I liked all of them. On the right, I said, I don't know. I think I'll go on the right, I think I'll go Mike McCafferty. I'll get him in the okay. game. Mike, he was, was one of the players that I looked up to when I started watching the games. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He was just class. He was class. I think we should have done D, Mikey. Um, so he had the right cocky kind of arrogance about him. The mm-hmm. he obviously was not VG, but he had that accent kind of about mm-hmm. him and that. And he was he was just a laugh all the time, just a nutcase. Okay. And uh, but on the pitch, I've seen some of the goals he scored was just they would say worldies, just just brilliant mm-hmm. goals. But he never seemed to get caught with the bar. Mm-hmm. He was like, knocking it about and uh, but no, like I said when I was young, we doing him and. Him and Babadoo was two of the boys that I used to love watching. So, uh, I'll go with that. Okay. So, up top. That's a tough one now. Definitely Fig. Okay. I'll go with Fig. Yeah, like I say, a lot of my teams, I picked Mikey, Steven and that, but, um, like I say, I played with a lot of boys over the years, so, yeah, I'll give Fig. Fig was not in the team under Charlie. Mm-hmm. He was on loan to 30s, I think. And Hunter Tenor, Hunter had a big trial match for all the loanees, if you want. Oh, okay. At the Bills late to see 
see if it like that. So out the my only kept two players, I think, which was Fig and Roy Noble. Fig came in. At that time, I didn't ken Fig up wheel. I can't own, but I've never, I never seen him play football. Then when he started training and then the season started, couldn't believe what a player would got like. Aye. Closest thing probably you'll get to to Mikey Stephen. Mm-hmm. He's strong as an ox. He's just he's got the arrogance about him. He's sulky. He's, it's all about Fig. Again, he's a bit like Mikey and Ark. Mikey's nickname was Self Self. Again, we were from <laughs> Self Self Stephen. Again, um, Fig's the same, but that's strikers for you. Strikers want to mm-hmm. score all the time, but and sometimes if we get pumped 5-1 as long as they score they're happy things like that and that. But, um, but why if he can want to go just rolling defenders Defend, I think Aye. he's at low centre of gravity alright he's a one-fitted but he's lethal and Aye. he just tore defences apart at you mm-hmm. if I mind I think it was only one defender kind of really coped to him that was McEwen at Fort Martin he kind of sussed him but other than that um, just unplayable at mm-hmm. times strong what I say strong he just he's such a fit fanatic after games, he's allowed out for a run again. Next day, he's out for a run, uh, um, non-stop. And as a person, just a topper, I allowed him and his missus, and they just had a burn recently in our hands, so mm-hmm. um, this is a change for him, but share a lot of music tastes and our Stone Roses and things like that. I've been to a couple of concerts with him. And, uh, okay. Uh, just, a, just a topper, I allowed Fig and I. Uh, thing uh, I like about Fig again, he always demands a bar. Aye, he's always what he's he's n- and he's not fear to nobody that's, that's what I used to like about him and like say Gizzy and that not the biggest of boys mm-hmm. but they didn't attack nothing for nobody no. again they would, they would gee as good as they got um, and next to Fig I'm struggling between two here if I pick one of them so it's easy picking his teams isn't nah, it I'll go with I'll go with Gizzy go with Gizzy okay. just for the goals I think I've heard some of your podcasts saying how technically gifted Gizzy was and the thing is, now he's so quiet. Mm-hmm. You never, you hardly get two words out of Gizzy. He used to sit next to me in the changing room, him at one side, and I was dick out the other side. And you never hardly got two words out of Gizzy. Big contrast with the two, right? Oh, aye, just a, a nutcase <laughs> at one side, just a bomb. <laughs> and you got Gizzy here just going about his business, getting ready, getting all his uncle's support. His uncles were knackered. Uh, getting his uncle's support, so on, and, <clears throat> and getting out. But the goals that he scored in big games was. Unbe- Goals at Turf, goal against Montrose. Oh, they were just frightening some mm-hmm. of them. And as I say, he was like an enigma. You couldn't have figured Gizzy out. Eh? Just a quiet lad and just but a night out, he had beer and he would yap a lot of nothing. But on a Saturday, just seemed to be focused in the game. But again, a striker, but Gizzy could play right back. Gizzy played centre half of me sometimes. Mm-hmm. I played up front with him. Uh, I think he played for his Scotland like schoolboys and that and that. Just a an all round football player, he was just brilliant. So, we need four subs for you. Which again, still not getting to be easy, is it? Well, I'll take it first and then it gives you Teeny's place. I'll put Hunter on the bench. Okay. Um, for I came in the team with the Brock, Hunter. You learned a lot off of Hunter as well. Hunter was, I think he was a, a few steps ahead of Abdi. Mm-hmm. He could see things happening in a game before a lot of other boys could. And, uh, like I said, he was, a, he was just this big sulky striker, Ken, and he, he demanded a lot for boys and demanded a lot of his selling up. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I say, after Tossel, he was our captain. And I mean, I think he had a bit of a fall out with Charlie at a Peter Heed game, and that was him, he was done. And I mean, we were at a party later on that night, and I mean, in the Brock players I was with at the time, he actually said that Brian Sam, I think, was going to speak about it, and 
far would they want as an ex-captain? And this player says, oh, I'm going to tell Brian, I want to be captain and you can be my assistant. He says, what do you think? I says, I think you're off your head. I says, I think we should get Hunter back because Hunter's the captain, he should be. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I think Hunter thinks that I maybe put the, the knife in him, getting him out as captain. Uh, okay. Thought it was opposite because I got dealt for one of the boys that Hunter thought of, that I thingied him. I didn't want him as captain and it was absolute opposite. It was another player that wanted his position as a captain. So you was telling Simi to get Chris back? And I tell Simi says to me, he says, what do you think? I says, I think you need to tell Hunter to stop sulking and get back. I says, mm -hmm. Hunter's for captain. I says, he should be the captain okay. and he should be a player. But Hunter decided to, to go and that was it. And then he came back again later on, obviously. Won mm -hmm. a league, strolled it at centre half mm -hmm. and did a job. And he's another one that reminds me of his, his league winner's medal. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Files is on the bench. Um, God, thinking now. Um, I'll go for. I think I like the the players, the last players that I played with. It's difficult. Okay, I'll pick because just one of the goals that I seen him score, and I think he said that he had a hard time to start with, and he's he's doing well as Paul Campbell. Ah, uh, okay. Um, Paul scored one of the best goals I've ever seen at Fort Martin. He had his thing for about 25 yards, but it was just the, the speed of the bar, the power, and the mm -hmm. curl on the bar at the top corner. Um, such a nice lad. And I think he was he was in the juniors for a while, scoring a lot of goals, and I think he found it difficult maybe to step up to start with. But again, like I said, the modern day players, they're so fit, and he's, his fitness, his levels are unbelievable. He's goal scoring, I think that's over, over 100 goals he's got for a Brock now. Aye. And uh, his pace, and I think... Kelly finds it hard to leave him out now. Um, he's one of their main players, so we'll go for him. Yeah, we'll go for this. He just is an absolute pain because he gave you a hundred percent every week. Not the best technically gifted or nothing. Henry Meeky. Okay. Henry was just, like I say, hundred percent. He was just our yeah, our players when he played against them training. Nah, let's say probably couldn't have shoot, couldn't have passed, nothing like that. But he was hard as nails and he never let you do. Whenever he was called upon, right back, left back, centre half. And again, when a night out, great lad, like Messebrook boys. Uh -huh. When a night out, great, there, eh? aye, great lad. So you got one mere sub. One mere sub. I've got a sneak in there. Mikey Ray. Mikey Ray. But Mikey Ray, because he's got a hip or lion. Absolute fit, four foot eleven. Again, and just got stuck in. Wasn't a fear to anybody. And, uh, Worries out his sleeve, so I'll go with him. Okay, and your manager? Hunter. Okay. So he's player manager. He's player manager. Okay, okay no problem. Okay, Russell, it's fun's question time. Um, if you've heard the podcast, you'll get who this works. Mm -hmm. So your first question, in your mind, what was your best position, striker or defender? I think my best position would have been as a striker, but... I didn't get much saying it once Charlie put my back. Obviously, must have played wheel at the time in a bed there. So um, I did get the odd shout up front, but I preferred striker because when I was a kid, I was out learning skills and techniques to do things, overhead kicks, bicycle kicks, all this, which is more suited for a striker. So definitely a striker. I just wish I'd maybe, as a youngster, maybe stood my ground a bit and said, no, I don't want to play defence, I want to play up front. You enjoy putting the ball in the back in it? Oh, I enjoyed that, aye. Which you did 95 times for a brock. Aye, just didn't quite reach a honour. <laughs> it's a pity. Sigma. Okay, the next question. What was your best game for the brock, do you think? <clears throat> oh, God, I've been a couple, but I mean, the 
the cup final, like I said, against Peter Heath when we won 6-3, only played extra time in the last 10 minutes of the mm-hmm. game, but the way the game panned out was amazing. The, the 4-1 cup final against Cove, up at Keith, um, I think it was 2005 maybe, 2006, I'd actually got a bad knee injury in October, and uh, I was out for three months, and then I managed to come back for the final, and it was a bit ironic that the, the player that nailed me, Scotty mm-hmm. Fraser, for Cove, well, we played them in the final. We hammered them four once. It was a bit, a bit mm. sweet. Yeah, the, the injury was bad, but pumping them in the end, it was that was good. So kind of made up for it. I enjoyed that. Like. Okay. <laughs> right. Your next question: Which one game would you like to play again? Every game against Peter Heed that we beat them. Aye. Okay. Every because I just I just loved beating Peter Heed. I hated them. Mm-hmm. I hated the fans. And obviously football wise, they just mm-hmm. they hated me. Um, was every every time you beat him, it was just it was great. Uh, just to rub it in. Mm-hmm. And all man worked with Peter Reed, so I was a Peter Reader, so it was better than I uh, Okay. So enjoyed that. So only game you beat Peter Reed. Ah, uh, derby games against Peter Reed. Uh, I mean I've got some fantastic memories. Uh, funnily, most of my great memories are against Peter Reed. Six uh, three game, the three two game, the worst memories the eight 0 game. Nah, but, but the boys you played against are not Peter Reed uh, as much as you hated them, they were great players. Yeah, uh, Peter I mean, a good side, weren't they? I mean, there was a there was a thing in Twitter, I think, in time, and we were speaking about the Huntley team, your, your Doug Rugby, your mm-hmm. Davy Moreland, Andy Patterson, great defenders, but I would, I would have played against them week in, week out, mm-hmm. rather than want to play against... I obviously love playing against Peter Reid, but your Stevie King, your Mark Simpsons, mm-hmm. boys like that, mm-hmm. they give you a tougher game, I think. Aye. Yeah, and we hate... I mean, Dyke Morang, I got one great with, with Mark Simpson, but... That's a great with Stevie King. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of love up, do you? Yeah. Okay, okay. Who's your favourite at Water Grand? I used to love Nairn. I think Nairn's football pitch was amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it still is. Yeah, great surface to play football, isn't it? I mean, it's all, it was a little... Was it the biggest changing rooms, kind of? They're mm-hmm. tiny and they're, they're a change now, though. They're bigger change rooms now, but at the time, uh, it was a little dive over place. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the pitch, I mean, big shout to their groundsman because the pitch was amazing all the time. And just knew it's like a bowling green mm-hmm. last time I was there, so loved it up at Nairn. Good. You know, about a minute ago, you kind of answered the first part of this next question. It comes in two parts. Toughest opponent you had as a striker? Oh, I said, the Peter Reid boys were tough. Uh, the Huntley boys were tough, but I mean, I managed to brack Doug Rugby's nose, so he wasn't that tough. <laughs> I mind doing that, and then I mind Big Meat's Road the rest of the game. Mind the blood coming out of his nose, the physio and treating him, and he's just. He's just scanning the pitch, looking no. for him again. <laughs> but um, uh, he was tough. But at the time, when you went up to see, you went up to your Broras and your Wicks and your Inverness mm. and that, they were all like hammer throwers. Oh, they were massive boys uh, and and some mad boys and all. Uh-huh. Wick goalie. I mean, a Wick goalie was a nutcase. I can't even mind. Is it something Mick Williams? I can't mind. Yeah, uh, just a nutcase. Mm-hmm. All big boys. But uh, I mean, I was telling my mate a story at work yesterday. In fact. Uh, if you mind a boy who played Alan Forbes? I assume they came in him. Alan Forbes actually ran Devon Boys when I played for the Boys Club as a mm-hmm. bell. Like I was about 17 playing for the Brock up at Forest. Mm-hmm. And Alan Forbes was hard as nails. I was just a bruiser. And a bit of a stramash kicked off in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. And I mind, I had a bar in my hand and I mind just throwing it and stoking it off his face. Oh. And he just turned and looked at me and I just thought, oh, why did I do that? Oh. And I think he gave me a couple of kicks after it like that. Stupid things you do, you're young and feel, can you? Didn't I think at the time? Uh, and I just mind bouncing it off his head and the, the stare. I thought, <laughs> why did you do that? 
again, and Forrest I had massive boys. But uh, no, like I said, going back, the, your Stevie Kings and your Mark Simpsons and just the, the Peter Heat games in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your little, what I call little minks in the park, and like so your Dougie Baxters and Craig yeah. Yates and mm -hmm. all that again. Yeah. But like us, we had Mulby again, uh, Scott Markey doing a line there. I think you would call minks in the middle of the park. Uh, means it would just annoy you all the time and <laughs> kick you and bite you and just fit work Well, little Yorkshire Terrier uh, reels when I can go on. So, the second part of that question. Is your toughest opponent as a defender? <clears throat> uh, well, Xander Sullivan at Brora, he was a he was an absolute handful. Mm -hmm. I I the the smartest striker, the best strikers, can they were. I didn't mind playing your Colin Milne, your Craig Stewart, so, and all that boys. I play against them all day, but see when you got a striker that just wants to run about and he's smart and you, mm -hmm. you just can't be bothered. Eh? And mm -hmm. funny they've got by you, you're not catching him. No, no. So Xander was a handful. Uh, Charlie Brown up at Forest. Mm -hmm. He was a handful, and I mind when I played the first time I played against Connor Gethins. Actually, ended up playing with him at Fort Martin, but uh, Gethins played for Peter Reid. I think the hammer does about six 0 I, I couldn't even get near him just to tackle him. Eh? He just he just tore me to shreds. It's so fast. So, but after the, I mean after the he signed for Nairn. After that, he played a lot of years for Nairn through the league. Mm -hmm. And I think he got by him after that. I just kicked him away. Yeah. <laughs> he still used to remind me when I went to Fort Martin. Yeah, he says to me, are you sharpening that knees for this game of day? Because my knees, <laughs> I put my knees into boys' bucks again, mm -hmm. into their spine. So. As you do. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, there's a question I ask everybody in my podcast, and pretty much everybody gives me the same answer. V-A-R, yes or no? No, just get it to... France. Gone. Aye. Uh, it's an absolute joke. I didn't mind the goal line technology from the brought mm -hmm. That's perfect, that's fine. As far as an absolute disgrace. Just, just let... Referees, ref a game, linesmen do their bit and mm -hmm. human error, if it happens, it happens. It's something to speak and argue about, is it? Well, it's why FIP has always been. This is this is just an absolute joke, as well. This lines come up in the pitch and you can't celebrate a goal because you no. need to wait to see if somebody mm -hmm. was offside. Or, and as for the hand buzz, oh my God, <laughs> that's just a joke. That just just get it all. I think so, it works in rugby, but we're not playing rugby. Exactly. I've seen an interesting question on, I think it was Twitter today, and it was about the uh, Neymar. In your eyes, is he a good player, or the question was, is he a good player, or is he a diver, a cheater, and an acrobat? Faith. Right. See, to me, he's like Ronaldo. I'm not a fan of Ronaldo. I mm -hmm. can't stand Ronaldo. But the man's an absolute machine. Mm -hmm. and he's, he's class. He's up. He kind of get to work. Obviously, the work he's done over the years as a football player is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So professional. Neymar is just the exact same. But the cheating. Oh, See, boys going down screaming and then jumping up two minutes after. Aye. I didn't get it. But the thing is, you kind of do nowadays, I know, see when players did that, you'd, you'd go and nail them or you'd grab them by the neck. Well, you kind of do it, as you say. kind of do it. Now, boys go running to the referee to do mm -hmm. something about it, can you? Just, you just want to. Then they wonder why they get kicked. Aye, exactly. Can, but no. So how do we get rid of this diving and cheating in football? Well, I think if it's a dive and a referee thinks a dive, just, just send them off. Mm-hmm. If you send off one or two players and the rest of them are going, well, we can't kind of dive in them. But you can't kind of just blame the strikers, like your fancy players, your neighbours and all mm -hmm. Because you're Sergio Ramos and uh, he's just as bad. You see boys like him fan doing for neighbours and can. Aye, absolutely. Absolute animal to a man. Aye. But yet somebody goes near him, puts their hands on him and they fall down. Well, look at Drogba play for Chelsea. Six foot three, a man mountain. Mm -hmm. You just look at him the wrong way when right. doing a heap. Arsenal goalkeeper, another boy, Lehman. Oh, used to always argue with Drogba. Uh, they had a spot, man. They, they had a spot and they it. both fan doing it. Uh, they just look stupid. Why so, can they not be embarrassed looking at back on TV seeing it? 
I mean, I mean, for me, played for a bro. We played Brora, mm-hmm. and the boy in the middle of the park went down rolling the boot. Boomer, it mm-hmm. went in there, but Boomer didn't actually touch him. Mm-hmm. Boy went rolling the boot. I mean, Boomer sent him. You got a wife in Burns in game. A uh, wife in Burns at his game of day, and he just sprung up again. He was all right then. Aye. He says your Burns must be embarrassing. Their dad running the boot. I rolling the boot. <laughs> the cat in the ground. And he was right. The boy just got up and he wasn't mm. injured near me. Ah, just it needs to be diving needs to be out of football very fast. Aye. Right, next question. Best friend in the team when you were playing? That's a toughie, isn't it? You've played with honours, I guess. Well, we're still my best mate yet, so we do. Okay, no I problem. Mean, played with him, but I mean, obviously through it, Boomer, Dixon, mm-hmm. Whiskey. I mean, so much to choose So much to choose. Menza, still sick of all mm-hmm. the Menza. But, like I said, day in, day out, I'm, I'm pretty much with Weemsy every day, so okay. every couple of days. So. Okay, here's an interesting question for you. What made you the player you were? Family. Okay. Yeah, that's maybe being politically correct. That's the right thing you've got to say, is it? But it is. I, I think I was brought up properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I was younger, I got slapped around the lug when I needed it. I got properly. I got disciplined. Kind of. I. No, I got battered. Kind of. I mean, I just. I got yeah. clapped around the lug and I got dealt off when I needed it. They weren't hard on me, but they, mm-hmm. they made sure I did things right and I learnt. And it never did you any hair, did it? It never did my any hair. Yeah. They're like nowadays, mm-hmm. if you touch them, you're bullying or you're abusing them or you're doing this or that, mm-hmm. it's not right. But um, nothing, I, I kick up the backside or I clip around the lug sorted. And like I say, my mum and dad did nothing for me. Probably made a lot of sacrifices for me to play football. Mm-hmm. And even for my sister came on ago, she maybe probably had to, in the sense she suffered, but Maybe my football team or a lot of things. So, okay. Um, they did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. And then, when I got obviously married and that, Maggie, the kids, they, they're into football, but they've put up with a lot with me. Because at the end of the day, football players are selfish. They're, it's a selfish mm-hmm. hobby or part-time job for you. Know, you it. it is selfish. You, you're out Saturday morning, something, 7 o'clock, you're in the Hemel. Mm-hmm. Around, you probably could be home earlier, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Once, once, once you're hitting the Stanley Partridges, you tell the wife you're an Elgin kid. Aye. <laughs> and, uh, aye, they've, they've fought with a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you're, I think your family does nothing in much of the person or the, the football player or whatever mm-hmm. it is you are. Okay, okay. Now, here's a really interesting question for you. In the players you've played against, which player do you think is the closest you've ever seen to Russell McBride? Means I've played against? With or against? What guy do you think is most like you? Well, probably the nearest thing in the Brock would be Boomer. Okay. Because Boomer didn't, he didn't care. He had that attitude where it was no holds barred and him to go to the prisoners. Mm-hmm. But he was a good player or not. I could hear either a ball, he was struck. Same as me, he didn't have much pace about him. Um, but we trained hard, we tried our best, 100%. Uh, I can't story about how similar we had a bounce up in a game. I think it was Nairn. And I think they wanted to give us the bar back. But it wouldn't have benefited us them kicking the bar the way back to the goalie. Mm-hmm. So I says, to, I says, I says, I'm going in for the bounce up with the boy. And Boomer's going, I'm going in for the bounce up. I says, no, I'm going in. The boy's probably the size of fig. The boy's half her size. Yeah. And this boy's standing there looking, thinking, I'm not going in this bounce up. And uh, the ref's going, it's all right, I'll drop it and he'll kick it back. I says to Boomer, right, you and you go, you go in for it. And so Boomer goes in and the ref, last says, the ref says, I'll drop it, he'll kick it back to you. Boomer says, I want it dropped, I want it dropped, I'm going in for it with him. 
and the ref dropped the ball and the boys stepped back he says to Boomer you can hear boys he says I'm not going for it so Boomer <laughs> came ball gave it and the two was were laughing boys just didn't have fun so he says and that's yeah. so, so he the same kind of why I thinking but as a striker I would say Gizzy probably one of the, the closest I would think to the why I was because Gizzy would just shoot on sight he would try things that nobody else would mm-hmm. want to try and I mean Duncan used to go off he's not at the time when I tried <laughs> things again I used uh, to try and chip keepers. I used to try the car Rabonas and was, it's uh, yeah. I used to do that. And mine, Brian Sam, cracking up in time when I did it. I says, but I never gave a ball walk past it. Yeah. He says, I bet if you start all that, nobody else tries it and they've uh, got an idiot. And I says, well, they need to practice. That's why I did it. So, players-wise that I played with, I would say Boomer and Gizzy's probably the two that I would say is like me. But, I mean, players I played against, I was in our time, there was heaps of players like, like me and Boomer, if you went away. Big Mo. Nairn Captain, Grapes, mm-hmm. Lewis McKinnon, Bucky, good boys are we? But mm-hmm. I think they're a Scotty Fraser, just an absolute animal. Mm-hmm. And the, the Devonville team, uh, Chisholm, uh, Rob Brown, Gary Clark, all boys like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's the boys you wanted to play with boys like that again. Aye. And I mind from Derek Millman up here, when he signed for him, and he said at half time, strip lights were off the roof in the changing rooms, and, and they were just nuts at uh, arguing with each other and fighting. and but good players, can you just? I mean, some of our broad players were scared of them. I mean, Willie, Willie West terrified of Rob Brown. If you mind him at Devonville, big ginger boy, mm-hmm. strong horse, absolutely dude. terrified of. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a absolute gent off the pitch. Can I, I used to play with, with Rob. We trained at Aberdeen together from those kids and I, and uh, we played high league all through. But boys like that, that's that's the boys you want to play with week in, week mm. out, yeah. out winners, out, out, out winners, uh. winners, and that's why they've won so much league uh, titles and trophies that they've won, so I would say that. So would you have liked to be in that environment, the strip lights coming off a reef and folk fecting, uh, would you have, been, would you have well, thrived I, in it? I, I think now, if I, things that I've learnt about other teams, because I've been to other teams and things I've learnt about other players mm-hmm. now, just speaking to folk, I can there's a lot I would change as a captain for I would be doing. Uh, I think a few more boys were getting grabbed by the neck, I tell you, half time. <laughs> yeah. But I just I didn't hear in at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm maybe more of a maybe more aggressive now that I'm finished. You know what I mean, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm aggressive, because I've got nobody to take it out on. But um I, I think I'd have been a bit more vocal and maybe some boys would have got a few more hem truths, but we were maybe too poly. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe if it hindered us a wee bit. I'm thinking back to me and your dad's days for we played for St. Drostens. There's plenty of good, healthy arguments. You should have won it by. You should have uh-huh. done this. You should have done that. I don't think one of them ever held back for saying something. But it was never done in malice. Uh-huh. It's not for the good of the team. Uh-huh. Well, that's, that's how it should be. And I, that's what I think. Like I say, there's, I can't mind hardly on it. I could, mm-hmm. I could count in one hand how many arguments we've had as a mm-hmm. Brock team at half-time, full-time, whatever. Maybe had a couple with Charlie, a couple with Hunter. Because uh-huh. I pulled you up about something and you shouted back mm-hmm. at them. But players amongst ourselves, it's like we were... We were too poly to argue with each other. Aye, I can understand what you're saying, but your dad was never shy about giving it vocal if it was needed. Mm-hmm. Your dad was quite vocal in the park, and a lot of times he was right in what he said. Mm-hmm. But he was, as I mind your dad, if somebody shouted at me, Tino on board, and he never shouted back, sometimes he had a quiet word, mm-hmm. or your dad was never shy about putting a tackle. And I've seen a few folk getting somersaults after uh-huh. getting your dad getting through I them. I think that's for a learned tackle. <laughs> I mind him playing a charity match over at Brock United in time. Uh-huh. And I can't remember how the boy was he was up against. The boy went off at half time, he never came out again. Mm-hmm. James Burnley came out of goals and, and went up to play against my dad. Uh-huh. Yeah, I went to my dad. He says, it's just a charity game. And that's his own, I care. Yeah. 
Well, no, the thing is, you play, charity games, training, you play, I always maintain, you played in those games the way you actually played. Uh, that's, you, no. you can't take your competitiveness for the worth it. No. At the end of the day, it's, you're not wanting somebody to mark a fool you either on a football pitch oh, either, no, so, no. so that's it. No, no. They need to get put up in the air, they get put up in the air, end of story. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they just hit the turf and bounce, isn't it? Uh, never hurt. Nobody dies, can't you? <laughs> no. Right, Russell, in closing, how would you like the Brock fans to remember you? What do you think the Brock fans think about you? It's one of their own. Mm-hmm. Because I was a fan, played for a team I wanted to play for, I was gave 100%. I'd run through brick walls for a team. And, mm-hmm. and what I say, if I, would, I wasn't scared to try nothing either. I would be, I just love playing football. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was life for me. And I always wanted to play it like, what I say, playing a playground. So like you're Wayne Rooney. Mm-hmm. That's how I say Wayne Rooney plays. Wayne Rooney plays like he's still playing football in a school playground. Mm-hmm. He's the best players to watch. Mm-hmm. His skills, the things he could do. And no, that was it. And I, I enjoyed my, my rapport or relationship with the fans. Because mm-hmm. we got on great. And you were never, never near hassle. Even from we're out drinking, getting beat in the own cup finals. Aye, mm-hmm, aye. <laughs> so, but now I loved every minute of my football career. Comes to an end for Audi. Mm-hmm. But uh, nah, I was. I've no regrets, but there are things that that I can do or I would change. Aye. And I would think it would make my better. But yeah, the hindsight's a wonderful thing. Isn't it? I only lived once, uh, and, that's, and that life's gone. And the thing is. For a youngster, you know, got experience, so you've seen it and done it. As you get all that, okay. as you just said, you could do mm. things. Then, if you was a manager, have you ever thought of being a manager? No, is that near your ball game now? I can't stand football players nowadays, man. That's what I'm saying. See, that's new football players. <laughs> nah, I'd, I'd be teeing up for bullying or something. I tell you, somebody would be greeting or their parents would be doing or something. And I'm speaking 25 year olds, and uh, I get me, they just burns. My sister's asked me, Oh, you should take the burns, can She's got a five year old son. And the football says, I've no patience for that. I says, no. swear too much on that. So. <laughs> you prefer just being on the park playing? That's what I wanted. I. Dean, what you love Dean. The thing new is, I, know, I mean, I missed out a lot because I was playing football with my mates. Aye. Kind of go to the pub with the coupons, have beer and, and things like that. And I mind doing it once at Christmas a few years ago and the Brock fans came in at half time after the game, uh, during the game. Uh-huh. And one of the fans started getting us pilters, me and Weemsy, we were mates because we were never watching the Brock game because we were sitting watching the coupons. Oh, okay. Again, he says you should bother supporting your team. I says I think I think we did enough for our team over the years. And I says time for us to sit back with a pint with our mates. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you um, kind of win with some folk though, can you? Nah, but then some of them are just clowns and all. Again, isn't they? They're like they're diehard fans. It's just a couple of muppets you get. <laughs> but they uh, they pay their ten quid. They're entitled to say if they want good or bad. Oh, does, I, does I, that I frustrate you. I can say if it the one in the Bellsley Park, and then, it, and then the Bellsley Bar is different. <laughs> well, aye, they're kind of opening up an okay. opportunity for you maybe disagree a wee bit aye. with them. That's it. They forget we'd have play football, so aye. we can say and do what we want to. So. Did it ever bother you in the park if some particular fan, for some reason, was giving you pelters? Did that nah. bother you at all? My mother was in the crowd all the time. My mother would have sorted them out. So it didn't bother <laughs> me. There's a few fans got a slap off a of jean. Uh, Mikey Barber's had a few, you know. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I didn't bother. I was water off a duck's back. But... To be fair, I never got a lot of abuse from my own fans. No. I got a lot of abuse all the way else, but... No. Uh, thick skin. The thing is, I say, if players are getting abuse, it's because you're a good player. That's it. If they're not yeah. shouting at you, I mean, you're not doing that. Well, you? exactly. Yeah. Well, Russell, that's been an absolute pleasure. Right. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much for coming on and hoping I bore and you've been doing too much podcast. No, no. No, it's been good. Thank you Thank very you. much. Good. You've brought back some good memories for me there.
Cheers. Thank you very much, Ross. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to be involved in the show, or you'd like to nominate somebody who you would like to hear come on the show, get in touch. My name is Willie McKenzie. You can contact me on 07-904-756-332. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you.